1: Welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 65. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and I am joined by my fantabulous co-hosts, starting with Hottie
0: McHotness, Eve Arwen. (laughs) Up to H, are we this week, Joe?
2: (laughs) Up to H. (laughs)
0: Hi, Joe. I'm Hottie McHotness. You may have seen me from such movies as Elder Scrolls, the real hotness behind the Dova Shout, and Tamriel Adventures, this one guy over here who gets in to, hi chat room. Good to be here.
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and joining us is the horrificly awesome Lewis Alon.
3: Wow. How do I follow up with something like that? Thank you, Joe. Hello, Eve Arwin. Hey chat room, I am the yes, the Horrific Dude, so I'll be on the cover Fangoria next month.
4: <laughs>
0: what about Shock Horror Meg? Mm. Mm. And the very honorable David Adams.
5: Why thank you, Hadoken Joe. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Where are you going?
5: <laughs> thank you, good sir. Good sir, Pinky's up. <laughs> Pinky's up
1: always. Pinkies up. And the heroic, Shank the Tank. Hey.
0: I did it, you guys.
4: Totally.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it. totally take that one. <laughs> Boston, might I add, too. Yeah, man, it's it's been a while. I feel like I've been just deprived of Elder Scrolls. It feels so good to be back here doing the thing I love. So hello, everybody, hosts, my friends, chat room, everybody. What's up?
1: Uh, Martin right. in the chat room made me realize that I failed on Lou's introduction I should have gone with that one historically awesome I like Humpty Dance, Humpty Dance. <laughs> no, I should have <laughs> went with, with Halfling David Adams but God I I'm not. a giant yeah I know exactly <laughs> that's why the uh, irony w- would have been there I can see that <laughs> alright guys we have some
0: sponsors Mystery Varwin yes and uh I, I just like to say, for a third week in the row, our show, in part, is brought to you by Tweaked Audio's Classic Silver Edition earbuds with the microphone. <laughs> I promise you next week I'm going to change this up, guys. <laughs> so Tweaked Classic Silver Edition with the mic features a solid metal design, a nylon tangle-free cord, and you guessed it, noise reduction technology designed to bring the best audio to the forefront and a gold-plated connection as well that will ensure optimal sound clarity. Includes a free storage pouch. Best part, inline mic is going to deliver superior audio clarity. $29.95 on their site, tweakedaudio.com. However, with our code off the record, you'll get them for just $19.77. That's a savings of over $10. Now, if you're looking for an amazing set of earbuds for just a little bit less with a little pink touch to it, don't forget about their pink earbuds. Yes, of course they're still on clearance on their site, going for just fourteen dollars and ninety cents with our code off the record. That drives the price even further to nine dollars and eighty-three cents, plus free fried, free fried worldwide, <laughs> free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty. All well, at tweakedaudio.com. And don't forget that fried worldwide service, guys. Also, we want to thank. We want to thank uh, Guild (laughs) Launch. We're going to interrupt you right here,
1: because me and Dave I got full hands-on experience with Guild Launch. Hi, Dave. Dave, you mute.
5: Oh, to mute. I was muted. Only slightly.
1: Yeah, we spent all week in it. We built a Minecraft um, OTR page for our servers, and it is so easy to use. I mean, it's ridiculously easy. They are extremely accommodating. If you have any issues when you're doing the site, there's all these help features right there. Any widget you want to do, we set up a massive site in just a couple of days. It looks awesome with full functionality. We have forums in there. We have um,
5: we have uh, even uh, achievements. We have um, a gallery for people to put their stuff in. We even have a link straight to watching the QGN TV, so you can watch Minecraft OTR in the Minecraft OTR site.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm lo- that's what I'm on actually right now. I'm on our our guild launch site, looking watching it, and it's it's flawless. Also. I have we set up awards for members of the uh, community that do something special on our server. They get a little special like image they can use, an, an actual tile they can use on our site. Everything, uh, it, it's just they're amazing to work with. You need to go to GuildLaunch.com and sign up right now for your free your free account and give it a shot. It's fantastic. And now back to you, Evron.
0: Hey, what's that uh, What's that Guild Launch website? I Maybe mean, you can uh, direct everyone over there so they can take a look at what you can get just for free.
1: Minecraftotr.guildlaunch.com
0: All right, minecraftotr.guildlaunch.com And that's what you just get for free. There's uh, one of three, well, you can choose from three different uh, subscription plans starting at $7 a month. You'll get features like your own domain, Google Analytics, storage, advertising, attendance reports, and more. You can also stay current with your clan or guild with your own newsletter, too. So that's GuildLaunch.com, guys. GuildLaunch.com. Also, just want to uh, give a big old shout-out to MK Soul Chamber, a fan that wanted to uh, sponsor the show this week. So thank you to MK Soul Chamber. And they would like to tell you that MK Soul Chamber is a brand-new fan forum dedicated to the video game series of Mortal Kombat. If you play the video games, collect the comics or even cosplay at conventions m k soul chamber welcomes you visit m k dot that's p r o b o a r d s dot com before the big before the one being wakes up there you go that's our sponsors for the week
1: all right so i am a little bit lost here. let me get my bearings <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, you have a shout-out you want to do. Uh shout-out to uh, Maluka, actually, for releasing her ESO-inspired song, Beauty of Dawn. Uh, you can download the song both on com and her website, Maluka.com, M-A-L-U-K-A-H.com, if you happen to be the one person out there who doesn't know how to spell Maluka by now.
6: <laughs> so, have you guys heard the song yet? Um, I have. I heard it live, so- and. <laughs> It was amazing when she debuted. It so yeah, I Shanks like, I heard it live debuted. <laughs> yeah. so we all can suck. I'm it. not bragging or anything, but I'm, I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Shank has recently been removed from the show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous.
1: All right, guys, we're gonna get into some ESO stuff right away. We got another big thing that came out from our friends over at Zos. And that's a big little uh, Ask Us Anything Alliances at War. So it's a PvP questionnaire. So we're going to do this like we normally do, Ivarwin. Mm -hmm. And we'll get started right now. How are Siege weapons constructed? Do you need special resources? Are Siege weapons mobile or stationary? That was done by Eric A.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Because I didn't even think of that. When you see the Siege weapons in some of the videos they've released... You know, they're always like just kind of hanging out. But I mean, how do we know if they're moving or not or not moving or so? I, I like this question. Uh, answer is this. And this comes right off the website at Elder And they say siege weapons can be obtained and constructed by anyone that has the alliance points to purchase them. So we get a little insight here as to what those alliance points are all about. You won't need any other resources to buy them and deploy them all on your own. As for mobility, rams are mobile, and ballista, catapults, and trebuchets can be packed up after they are deployed, so that they can be repositioned.
6: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, I like that. So this
6: adds. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. No, no, go yeah. ahead, Cheng. Please. I was just gonna say, man, this adds a whole nother dimension to strategy. If you can, if you can, like maneuver this stuff, especially. I mean, trebuchets are like my all-time favorite siege weapon, dude. I'm totally on that thing. Click, click. (laughs) I
0: sort of thought like this was something that was just constantly on the battlefield and you had to like fight to take one over. And then, but like, that's how I thought it worked out. But apparently it's a lot more interesting than that. You can, you get Alliance points, then you buy these things. And like they said, Rams are mobile. Um, And the other stuff, you can basically just like, Pack up and place down on the field at any given point and just start, you know, beating the snot out of whatever <laughs> wall you need to get through.
3: I studied. Ooh, I'm wondering, though. Hmm? Go ahead, John.
1: I'm sorry. I studied medieval warfare in college. I actually had a class for that at UCLA. It was awesome. And uh, I am a huge fan of all these things. And at least we can confirm that they have rams, ballista, catapults, and trebuchets, which are like staples for medieval warfare. And I'm wondering how they're gonna if they're gonna do like the range is correct, the damage correct? Because you know traditionally the trebuchet has the longest range with the the highest payload. So I'm kind of curious how that's gonna work. Like if those are gonna be the most expensive, and if it's gonna take a while to break them down or or bring them back up, because those things are huge.
0: Joe, exactly how long did you have to wait in order to apply this knowledge in a in a real world setting?
1: <laughs> Until now.
0: <laughs> Ten years.
1: <laughs> it's been longer but man yeah <laughs>
0: sounds like a fun class
1: that was a blast good way to get my history credits out of the way there you go alright guys uh, any other comments on that
3: I- I'm wondering though if I take it to the next level because since they are built by resources I'm wondering to add even more dynamics to the game can they be destroyed by op- you know opposing players because that would be awesome
0: yeah that would be awesome
1: Get a little uh, your little uh, assassin group of like four people in behind the enemy lines destroying their uh, their siege weapon. That would be great.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That
0: would be awesome.
1: All right, our next question is, a group of four people is a rather small force in PvP with major PvP guilds having 20-plus players online simultaneous. <laughs> you haven't seen our guild. Would there be an alternative group size <laughs> by Eric A.?
0: Yes, there will be groups of larger sizes than 4. We'll have more details for you about that later.
1: In other words, I'm not prepared to say what it is because they probably don't have it completely figured out yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that you know that's right in step with the the discussions that they've been having in the recent past where they've said, you know, let's let's sort of uh redefine what we mean by the word raid here. We don't like that word in our game, but yes, there will be large-scale PvE content, this just sort of takes that a slight step further and, and also says, uh, yes, Virginia, there will be large-scale PvP content as well.
1: Yay. Yay. Like I said before, guys, I've never really been it, been big into MMO PvP. This one I'm going to have to try out. Really yeah. have to get into this one. Uh, you guys have anything I'll say on that before we move on? that doesn't know. As a serious role player from multiplayer from multiple games and guilds/ communities, I find it essential for immersion to have places to chat and role play with my friends and strangers mm. such as taverns and unique open spaced and furnished buildings. Will yeah. there be an open will, will there be open space buildings in the major cities
0: and outside them? Yeah. And, and you know what? This is this is something that I've seen too, and I've actually missed this in other MMOs when they they didn't develop this. I have a direct um, answer
1: for this after you do this.
0: So so their their quick answer to this is uh there are lots of taverns in the game and many places for large gatherings of people.
1: When we did our our little uh test play, uh-huh. I did notice a large fountain area in the starting town. That had plenty of mm-hmm. places. They had a lot of activity in it. Um, like It was like a, a group gathering. Yeah, And then the tavern itself was
0: huge. Yeah, at PAX, you're saying. When mm-hmm. we play it, when we tested at PAX. Exactly. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you know um, what's important about that is, you know, it's a small thing. But it, when it's not there, it's like music. You know, when it's not there, you notice it. But when it is there, you just sort of bypass it, and you know, you know, we're not sure if you're going to use it or not. But at least you know it's it's there, and and you can use it. So
3: yeah, most people just take it for granted,
6: right? I'm um, sorry, I have a quick question about this. Uh, yeah, did you guys miss my uh, random MMO noob questions? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, i'm not gonna answer uh, that uh, maybe <laughs> can i <laughs> can i interpret this as saying that like you could go totally go chill in like i don't know for example like be in the barb and yeah, just like that's exactly yes. what this is and yes, literally just, exactly. just like grab some mead and sit down at a table and just like hang yes. out they have that's, 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 that's the, the point. point go ahead dude that is the point
5: it's rp'ing dude you hang out you chill you relax you have a beard that's what to do
6: Okay, in that case, I'm literally going to just chill in a bar for, like, two days in-game. <laughs> you would, too. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and if they do it right, you'll be able to interact with an NPC, purchase, you know, alcohol, and just sit at a table inside the tavern and, and drink the alcohol and actually see your character get drunk. And, like, eat food and, oh, my God. Yeah, guys. like, that was one of the things that I loved about, about World of Warcraft. I have a
1: big bottle of mead in my kitchen. I just tried recently. I'll just do it for real while I sit in the tavern.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Shank. What they're trying to do here is, you know, give them give players the role playing experience, even though a lot of people don't want to do it. You know, it's there for those players who do.
6: I want to do it. That's sick.
3: (laughs) If you can have a chance, go on YouTube see if there's any footage. Because one of the best best games I ever played for role playing uh, options. With Star Wars Galaxies, even though it's now closed, Galaxies had tons of facial animations, expressions of mood, and written text as default for role players. You know, imagine saying Shank says in exasperated tone, and that's exactly what you say on screen. That's exactly what you say on screen. Dude. Or says, you know, in a flushed manner, yes. (laughs) You know, and the animations that go with it.
6: That's sick. All right, I'm down.
1: Cool. Yeah. All right, next one, guys. It has been mentioned multiple times that players can invade areas surrounding enemy keeps in order to starve them of resources. What kinds of resources are these, and how will they affect gameplay by Eric D?
0: Another great question. Uh, their answer is, the three resources around to keep, lumber mills, farms, and mines, fuel its upgrade process. Lumber mills help make keep doors stronger and allow them to repair themselves automatically. Farms make keep guards tougher and stronger, and mines help reinforce the walls, making them harder to destroy and allowing them to repair themselves over time as well. Taking control of resources around keeps also shuts off various patrols in the vicinity. So it's always advantageous to take resources before laying siege to the keep itself. Have you ever guys played a game called... Um... <laughs> I just forgot the name, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I like about this is that in a, in a multiplayer, in an MMO setting and in a multiplayer setting, I get the sort of gameplay I felt... In uh, games like uh, Warcraft three, Reign of Chaos, um, you know what I mean, StarCraft. Mhm. Yep, like, yep. Yep. What? what are, oh man! What do they call those games again? Real time strategy. strategy. Yes, RTS. I'm getting an RTS feel out of that, and if they if they inject a little RTS in my PvP in an MMO, I think that's that's damn brilliant.
3: Yeah, I I do like this system because. You know, I I've played Dark Age of Camelot where this is a similar system in place, also in Warhammer Online, but anyone's ever tried that. Except it wasn't automatic. You actually had to have players fix the walls, fix the doors, you know, and hold on to a particular keep or fortress for a certain of, period of time before the guards became stronger and stronger.
1: Yeah. This so wanted, I'm sorry, Luke.
3: No, no, I'm saying you know, I I'm I've missed that that style of, of PvP gameplay and I'm glad they're bringing something akin to that.
1: The game I couldn't remember was Stronghold. And that was a dungeon or a, a castle siege RTS that had a lot of uh, action into it. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it reminds me of.
0: Okay. And I can't wait to try this out because that
1: that adds a whole different element to it, like you guys were saying.
0: Yeah. This is, this is more than just capture the flag, PVP in an MMO, where you know everyone's you know uh, starting at point A, and the other guys are starting at point B, and you're meeting in the middle and beating the crap out of each other. And some guy's like, wait, hold on. Don't forget about the dude all the way in the side, the barrel there that we got to kill for this. No, absolutely not. This is take the castle. How do we do it? Siege weaponry. All right. Now that you have the castle, game's not over, guy, because now you got to rebuild the walls. You got to think about your troops. You got to think about um, the doors and and how strong they are, and how much how much resources are you going to dedicate to that sort of thing. And it's not just you calling the shots there, Bucky. All right, you got a whole group of people you got to talk with and work with as a team. That's uh, like a yeah. I can't believe I said the word Bucky. <laughs>
6: a bucko wow. would probably be the right one. I don't know.
3: Hashtag Bucky. <laughs> And
6: uh, sorry, just one, one quick thing. Um, yeah. Also, because, I mean, we know that this is going to be the, the PvP area of And just thinking about, you know, where the possible, uh, you can see the ruins of forts if you play Oblivion. I mean, if you look at there and you can actually see, you can actually get an idea of what the mines and resources are around any of those forts. So, and since they're, I mean, it's going to be in Cyrodiil, so it's going to be really, really familiar, but it's going to add a whole new dimension on a already familiar area, so that's going to be really cool, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Alright, next point. The biggest incentives for capturing and holding keeps are the benefits and perks that players will receive from ownership of that territory. Can you elaborate on this time? Can you le- can, can you? Liber- okay, hold on, Joe. <laughs> can you elaborate at this time what these will be? By Eric D.
0: While we aren't ready to reveal the specifics yet, you and your alliance will receive benefits which last only so long as your alliance retains ownership of the territory. Okay. All right. Okay, I get you. I get you, Zoss. I see what's going on around here. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> Very nice. Mm-hmm. This this goes back to what we were talking about last week as far as you know, the PvP being rewarding due to the fact that you engage in PvP to get certain, like, alliance points and alliance benefits um, for those that are not even involved in PvP, you know, like maybe and and Guild Wars 2 did this very nicely with buffs, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe uh, you're able to, you know, get through the content just a little bit easier because you're doing more damage or maybe have access to a certain area that you didn't before and those are all examples that are in other games and maybe they'll apply here
1: you know, uh, and I
3: like I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. going
1: to say that uh, Brian actually talked about this with our interview with him mm-hmm. at PAX East. So, yeah, go ahead, Lou.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I, I, again, I know we mentioned this before, but I like how Zoss is bringing incentives for even the, like for Joe. You know, Joe doesn't like playing. You know, doing PvP and MMOs. But you know what? With these kind of incentives yeah, and the fun that it promises to bring. It's gonna bring a lot more people onto the battlefield and I think everyone's gonna be pleasantly surprised and I think they'll they'll enjoy it. maybe not do it all the time. But you know what? No one's gonna go, oh no, they're gonna think, hey, alright, you know what? I'll do it this time. Looks cool. Makes it more fun for everyone.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I can't believe we went that long on that little information. We rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will there be Okay, will there be a PvP ranking system? Yes, we all know that. Duh. If so, will it grant titles, gear, skills, or additional stats by Kevin K?
0: Yes, there will be a ranking system. You can earn Alliance ranks, which grant titles and let you purchase weapons and armor. There's also a PvP skill line that you can get new abilities from. We'll have more details about that later. 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 I like that PvP skill line thing. The Alliance ranks and titles, eh, you know, I've seen it before. Cool. I'm glad it's there. If it wasn't there, it'd be a problem. Uh, PVP skill line. That's legit. <laughs> that's totally legit, yo. It is, and not for me because I don't really like PVP. Although in this game, I think I'm going to be all over it. Uh, I'll be in and out of it. But it's it's awesome for for those hardcore PVP people out there um, who who really want to you know check this thing out and see see what it's all about.
1: I think. Bye, uh- hope.
0: <laughs> Lou, we,
1: we've got an issue here. <laughs> I was going to make a stupid joke for fun, and you interrupt me with something important. Go ahead, Lou.
3: No, no, no. Please.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say that Shank is rubbing off on us a little bit too much, and before long we're going to be talking about how we're going to peace out while we parkour.
0: Dude, that's and, legit, yo. And pick flowers.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> Ignoring the battle.
0: That's right. <laughs> What did you have to say
1: Luke? guys
3: I'm not here to fight, I'm here to pick flowers. Oh no, I was just gonna <laughs> <say>. <laughs> wow. Bucky. My only concern though, with this <laughs> with the PVP armor <laughs> and weapons is that I hope they never introduce that horrible idea, just my opinion, uh, of that thing called resilience <laughs> or I love what's you for saying version? That, Lou. um resolve.
0: Space suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: You know, the one stat that serves no purpose but to, you know, just make life harder for everyone. Just make it so unpalatable for most people, except for the hardcore types. You know, I like their philosophy. It doesn't matter what gear you bring, you're still effective in both styles, so so to speak, of gameplay. And I hope to keep to that.
1: you am using them there big words on me. I agree, Lou. I couldn't agree more, buddy. Well said, sir. Anything else, guys? Now, where are we at? I don't know why I'm in this kind of mood. I apologize. Will I be able to level from 10 to 50 in Cyrodiil at comparable pace to someone who levels doing PvE by M- MH?
0: Leveling speed in PvP is not as consistent as leveling through PvE due to the nature of enemy player population. However, there are lots of activities in Cyrodiil that can supplement PvP combat, like questing and exploring. You can encounter players from the enemy alliances throughout Cyrodiil, so there's always potential for conflicts. Basically, all this says is that we can't predict how many people are going to be in Cyrodiil for PvP at any given time. So, the quick answer here is... Yes, you can get experience while PvPing, and yes, it's it's a lot, but because we can't say, you know, at any given point how many people are there, we don't know if it's gonna be more uh beneficial to get experience through PvE content or through PvP content. I'm yeah. sure so there's gonna be an ebb and flow for it.
5: Urwin. hmm In other games through the past? PvPers have come to expect that at the end of a match, which we already know isn't going to happen in ESO, they expect at the end of a match, they're handed experience, they're handed currency right. that they may or may not have even put effort toward. It has become iconic in PvP games that allow you to level through PvP that some PvPers, not all, become literal sponges and just do absolutely nothing but stomp around the field and throw a spell every 5-10 seconds just to try to stay in game I'm glad I am so glad this is a breath of fresh air to that there's basically saying if you expect to gain PvP experience you're going to have to actually PvP yeah that is delightful
0: yeah it is there's always that one guy that's, you know, looking to manipulate the system and get off, and, you know, for, for a free ride. And, you know, not not here, apparently, which is great. All but, right. Uh, Lou, I, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> just when Joe was winding up for another oh, joke. Oh, I know.
3: <laughs> Timing is off on this one. Gosh. I'm going to have to work on this. Go ahead, Lou. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just want to... Expand on what Dave was saying on how, yeah, you have the, the players who are just sponges, okay, out there in the battlefield, not doing anything with the occasional spell, occasional hit on somebody. Um, but see, I'm also the mindset of, you know what, if you want a PvP, that's great. If you want to level PvP, right, then do PvP stuff. But, you know, when you want to go to level 10 dungeon, As far as I'm concerned, you're still level 1. You're going to get stomped by that rat in the cave. Because to me, you haven't done PvE content, so why should you level PvE-wise? I I, I never saw the reasoning behind that. I mean, if you want to play PvP and level up that way, then why are you playing an MMO? That's mostly PvE-centered, which is PvP elements thrown in. There are other games for that. First-person shooters. Gosh, you can play League of Legends. (laughs) Dota for that. (laughs) Lol. Wow. Okay, I don't understand. Me, again, it's just my opinion. I don't understand why a PvP'er who just stays in the battle zones all day and expects to walk into the level fifty dungeon, well, to take on the epic dragon boss.
0: Lou, be- before Lou uh, gets us any more hate mail, what I will say <laughs> is,
3: <laughs> I guess you. I care. That's just my opinion. Right, and that,
0: and that's fine. But you know, this is this is an issue that's that's uh, that's answered between you know the person and the group they're trying to to get into uh, on a case-by-case basis and we've said that in the past you know can you level from from 10 to 50 in this game without experiencing any pve content and just doing pvp yes you can should you do that well that's that's for you to answer and for your guild to answer and for the group that you want to get into to answer and and that's that's where it is
1: yeah okay fair enough next point gentlemen for you, what's going to be the best thing about the game by
0: Simon L? Getting it into the hands of pl- of the players, including yours. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, please.
1: That was Sorry. a complete cop out answer, but I'll take it.
5: <laughs> I want my
0: damn game. Where the hell is it? They said right there, getting into my hands. My hands are open. <laughs> well, what about what about us? What's like? What, what do we think the best thing about this game is going to be for us? For me, it's getting going to be the damn exploration.
1: The combat, man. <laughs> it's all about the combat.
6: i got got to the combat. The massive world to just walk and walk and walk. What about you, Lou?
3: I just want the game in my hand. <laughs> now, <watch the laughs>
6: that place. is the best thing. <laughs> yeah,
3: that is the best thing. I just want to play the game right now.
6: And, and,
0: and what about you, Dave?
5: I want to stop shaking and crying at night from having ESO withdrawals from PAX East. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right. <laughs>
5: There you have it. So uh,
1: Dave's now regretting his decision to go to PAX East. Uh, it happens to the best of us. Next. Uh, you, were, you answered that, right, Varwin? Yeah. Yeah, okay, he did. Okay. Yeah. See you. See you, senior
3: oh, Cool wind in my hair. Someone knew, Dave. I have to get my lighter. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how will stealth slash sneak be implemented into PvP, and how will players detect a
0: sneaking opponent by Cameron L.? Great answer right here. I really like this. There are a few different ways you can detect sneaking opponents. For example, a player who's sneaking is revealed upon taking damage. There are spells that can detect opponents who are trying to sneak around. It's also important to remember that sneaking uses stamina, and you really don't want to be out of stamina going into a battle.
6: You know what? This makes me really happy um because... my primary play style is sneak. And the fact that they, I don't want to say forgotten, but they, they've actually, you, I mean, you can clearly tell that they've really thought out this particular play style, even in a PvP situation where, I mean, they say right here, it might, it might not be ideal because you want stamina going into a battle. But I can myself imagine a situation where we, as in like our awesome guild. Create a few tactics where we have like infantry guys rushing down this hill to try and like you know take the front lines, and we send a few assassins you know around the back to flank the guys or the guards in the back and try and like open up another front that way. I just think this is really cool and opens up a bunch of opportunities here. I want to know what Lou thinks about this.
3: Oh no, you don't want to know. What- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I
0: absolutely do. Go ahead, Lou.
3: Uh, I just would like to understand the reason why Sneak would use such a valuable resource like that. To me, I don't get it. I know it's probably a control mechanic Uh that they're trying to impose on the game.
1: Have you Uh, ever had to do the horse stance for an hour and doing strikes in martial arts? Your legs (laughs) are on fire. It requires a lot of stamina.
3: (laughs) It it does, and I understand that, you know. being kung fu student myself but then again by the same token uh okay i've held an m4 in my hands fully loaded okay and if i'm at the ready all times my arms gotta get tired so are my shoulders so are my upper back so by the same token a warrior wielding a two-handed sword that's always drawn and at the ready to swing by that same logic i'm trying to uh, i'm just trying to say logic he should be draining stamina too
1: all right, Lou. it. this in. weapon is One always out and at the ready. Here. This is a game. I'm pretty sure that um, walking cats on two legs that talk are not really pertaining to real life either. <laughs>
6: Wait, whoa, 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 whoa!
0: But Lou, Lou has Lou has a great point. He you know, does. If, I know. If if you're going to go as far as to say that sneaking around is going to use up stamina over time, which is what I think this is saying. How come other things that would require stamina over time are not being implemented as well
1: well there is like sprinting
0: right but he's he's also directing to other things as well and if if those if those things are not are not taking or not using stamina over time such as such as sprinting um then then why why is this so i, well, I because it, I, th- I'm
1: sorry. I think it's a fair enough
0: you know a, a fair enough uh, question and, on, on the devil's
1: know, advocate here guys. Yes. Everything in that game from what I experienced uses stamina except walking. Including sprinting. Including using any kind of power attack. All of that uses stamina. And yes, Lou, you kinda hit the biggest point from a developer standpoint right at the beginning, is it is a safety mechanic. Mm-hmm. Alright? So you have to it's another one of those things where they're saying you've got to really be careful of your resources. And that includes they have to put they have to put some kind of um way for sneak to not be a permanent thing. To where, does, you, don't, you don't just go into sneak and run around and, and, you know, cut everyone's throats all the time, because there's no way to, what's the word I'm looking for, um, check it. You know? Balance it.
3: Well, I mean, they they did introduce other control factors the players could have, such as the abilities the spells to detect invisible players, or stealth characters. Um... I know I've played other games as well where casting AOEs, random spots will knock players in stealth out of stealth and reveal them. so I'm looking for that that kind of uh, I guess that, that, that kind of avenue or methods they could also use to implement that to break that.
1: I actually like the way they're doing it right now with stamina, only because I can but see the strategy
5: potential in it. <laughs> you got to admit it's, it is a first. I can't name any other MMO that gives
6: you, implements a cost on sneaking. Yeah. Yeah, that just, that's exactly what I was just going to ask. <laughs> I can't is, think of, of any. It is it
5: is definitely a first. It's odd. Without, without a doubt. It is odd to see this.
1: You actually have to be clever now. Instead of just being going into sneak and running through enemy lines, getting to the end and, and slashing one person like a healer. Um, you actually have to be you have to be thoughtful of how you get around the enemy and then when you hit sneak at the right time to make it count
0: i i think first of all i I just want to come out and say that I actually like this idea as well of of sneaking costing stamina over time um, but I think that it 's going to require uh play to see if it's if it 's a win or not this This sounds to me like it's one of those things that just stands on a razor's edge. Yes. It could either be really horrible or it could work very, very well. And I'm very interested to, to tr- you know, trying this out and seeing exactly, you know, where this is. It, you know, honestly, it, it feels to me like someone who's
5: playing that class. If they don't know exactly what they're doing, they could put themselves in a situation where they're like, "Wow, I really never want to sneak again."
0: Yeah.
1: And also, thing you got to consider, guys, is that every class in the game can use sneak. Every player can. It's not just a specific class-specific uh, mechanic that is very common to their MMOs.
0: Very interested to see how this how this is all uh, implemented. Lou, yeah. you got anything else on it?
3: Well, the last thing I want to say. I mean, I could totally go with this. Again, because it's too early to tell. They just mentioned this; they haven't gotten any specifics. But if it's something I could decrease my stamina drain through the perk system, then yes, Ooh. I would be fully with I, this.
0: I would imagine. I would imagine that's Whoa. that. Yeah, that's definitely going to be in the game.
1: Or loading yourself up with a ton of medium armor that has a ton of stamina boost in it. Yeah, there's. Yeah, definitely ways you can implement this for longer ability.
0: I would be absolutely shocked that if you would you you would not be able to reduce the. You know, stamina drain over time in the in the perk system somehow. I'd be shocked if it weren't there.
1: Okay. Uh, last question in Cyrodiil: mm-hmm. Will NPC towns be hostile? I know that I know the Cyrodiil government is corrupt and evil, but will the people reflect the rules, or will you be able to travel peacefully
0: by Shaneford? And the final answer: Villages are alliance neutral. However, guards will patrol a town if your alliance has captured the nearby keep. This makes it safer for your alliance to do quests in that town, but you won't be 100% safe, obviously. NPC towns and villages will not be hostile. But there are NPCs in the wild that are definitely not your friends.
1: Right, I think that explains it. Comments, guys, on any of this before we wrap this uh, little segment up?
3: Nine. I would, I would say be very careful when you log out in a town, out in the frontier like that, You never know what can happen in a few hours.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's true. All right, guys. We have more show to get into. We're going to get into that right now. We have a playthrough or two to get into, and I'm going to let
5: Dave go first this week. Oh. Hey. Cool. I actually have something this week, too. Nice. All right, guys. Let's get into my scrim play. All (laughs) right. Um, So... Last week, I left y'all at a cliffhanger where I dived off a cliff magically and, and the, the, there was a, uh, a dragon that followed me down and, and got its butt beat by a, a, a giant uh, troll. Last
0: week on Dave plays scrim, he jumped off a cliff (laughs) and while in the air, yeah. (laughs) Anyway,
5: so I've still been working on my aimless character. I've been just farting around. I used a lot of conjuration, a lot of sneak. I've been actually setting people on fire for the fun of it. But I kind of
2: ended up. That is sick.
0: You are a sick man. But I laugh a lot.
2: Good job,
1: Dave. I applaud you. <laughs> he has that maniacal laugh dump pack now.
6: Yeah.
5: Um. <laughs> I I've actually ended up using my atronach along with a summon sword, the flame atronach. In fact, um, I I went through just randomly. I found myself in the first dungeon where you have to get the golden claw back, and I got the golden claw back. I didn't even mean to go there. It just happened. So, without even talking to the guy, which I don't—I've never done this before—without talking to the shopkeeper, I had his claw in my inventory, and he was all like, "Where is me? I lost my claw." I was like, "What a coincidence! I have one just like that." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was pretty neat. And he was like, "I'm gonna call the police and tell them you stole my claw." <laughs> I'm
3: gonna call the yarl, get the guards after you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was nice
5: and gave him his claw for an exorbitant fee. <laughs> Good man, capitalist. Um, capitalist. Yes. Um, so I, I've actually been trying to play this character, you know, just to having fun with it. And I was gonna try to do maid Robes, you know, keep it to, to armor that didn't say whether it was light or, or heavy. Just because you know, try to do the the bonus magica and and reduced Uh, destruction spells and stuff like that I was getting torn up so I eventually changed over to wearing heavy armor and uh, I even have a few pieces of mixed match like light armor Good I'm just saying it's medium because that's what it is Um, so I actually I look like I look horrible I have like uh, imperial gauntlets on and like a a helmet with a big frill on top of it and like sweetie you look fantastic
6: Don't worry, you look
5: fantastic. <laughs> I, I look like, oh, good lord! I, I I definitely do not make use of the dobe floss at all.
0: No, so in your case,
5: well, yeah, <laughs> I was just farting around. I was I was hopping around. I got beat up by a uh, mastodon a few times, which that was that was pretty cool. Um, I stole some cheese from a giant. Mm. Which was nifty. Um, <laughs> which let me just say that that Mammoth is the cheese. most mm. horrific sound in the game when you pick up the giant cheese. Yeah, that is just that <laughs> sound from picking it up. <laughs> How
0: do you think they made that sound? Do you think they just shoved their fist in like some Ghostbusters slime in a cup?
5: It, it was <laughs> horrific. That just that that sound is just like. That, when I wake up terrified in the middle of the night, it's because my brain was all like, hey, remember that sound from Skyrim?
6: (laughs) Yo, that mammoth cheese is awesome, dude. (laughs) It's horrible. Anyway,
5: I eventually, I I did pretty dang good. I was like level eight when I came across the Dwemer Ruins, uh, where eventually you have to kill the cheating boyfriend. With a blade dipped in lotus extract. I don't even remember the name of the place. And right about the time I got in there, I, I killed a few things. I think I even leveled up right when I got in that place. Um, my game crashed. Hardcore. <sighs> like, I was doing great until I got in there. And my game crashed. I, I Actually, I just stepped outside and my game crashed. In fact, it crashed so hard it killed steam.
1: Wow! Yeah, Dave. Came, yeah, Dave called me up and was like, "Joe, my my, my game crashed." Yeah, <laughs>
5: I called Joe because I was just so irritated, and I finally got it going again. I had to download some ridiculous patch or something, and I got it back in the game. And I'm like a a parts length from level ten at this point.
0: What a guess and- in your in your weekend game today. <laughs> I
5: know,
0: <it> <laughs> Farting around here, farting over here, sure. here, picking up cheese and farting on the, on the mammoth. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I measure
5: things. Thank you. Thank you.
4: <laughs> the
0: mammoth was farting. I picked up its cheese. <laughs> I that.
4: that's so, awesome.
5: <laughs> so I walk outside and there's this, I, I swear, there's a fox, like a snow fox. I run up to it, I smack it, and I level up.
0: It farted as it died. <laughs> so you nice. leveled up killing the fox? I leveled up killing a fox.
5: <laughs> it wasn't because I killed a fox that I leveled up. Two snow wolves
6: spawned right next to me. Oh. And so bum rushed you- me and kill me. So you killed a fox. Did Falco show up? What? That was horrible. Okay. No. You haven't so- played-
0: is that sense. a never-ending story reference, Jess? No, that's
6: a reference to Star Fox, and I didn't
0: get oh. either.
5: So I had to reload. I went out there. Guess what was right there? The Fox. I smack it. I level up again, and the two wolves bum-rush me one more time. So I'm like, you know what? Forget it. So I, I fast-travel, which I haven't done on this character in forever. I fast-traveled to white run, and I'm like, I'm going to go get that transmute book from the North, uh, bandit camp north of Whiterun.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: I get in there and there's this dude with a huge axe and he kills me over and
0: over again. So I'm like, you
5: know what?
3: What kind of weapon is that? Everybody get a whirlwind?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's Dave standing with an axe in his face. He's like, oh, I'm dying! <laughs> I'm dead. That's it. I'm I've done. <laughs> died so many times in a row, I swear. <laughs> and then his game crashed and Steam crashed and <laughs> there goes Steam.
3: <laughs> The bandit said, here, you can have my axe. (laughs) 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 And my axe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
5: wow. Oh, my God. Uh, (sighs) Yeah. You're saying, Dave. I figured out what my problem was. I was dying any time that I didn't have my... Uh, Atronach, as well as my summoned sword, up. If I had them both up, I was invincible. But if one of the two was down, I was gonna die. And in fact, every time that both of them were down, I was dead. If I walked into a room without having one of the two up, I was gonna die, hands down. Okay, so Morals. that's
1: that's my problem. So the moral story is: Dave, Dave walks into a bar with a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and a bandit with an axe
5: <laughs> and a bad case of gas right <laughs>
1: that was a punchline
5: anyway <laughs> anything else Dave No, nope, that was me this week just I'm one thing farting around but then you will make fun of me again tempting yeah, probably. I, yeah I, I had
1: to stop myself there <laughs> we have an email from Cammy L and this person says dear OTR Hey guys, just wondering, as many Elder Scrolls fans have came from the console generation, will ESL have a port for mainstream consoles like Diablo 3? Would like to hear your thoughts on the matter. No, I'm not a girl. I'm a full-out dude. All the best. Cameo. Okay. Alright, dude. Um, you guys want to answer this? Um. There's a safe answer to this.
6: Okay. We don't know.
1: <laughs> we don't know. They've actually all the all they've announced was PC and Mac, and that's it so far. Yeah. I mean, they may have plans for it for future generation consoles, but we never know.
5: I actually have another answer to this. I that mean, yeah, yeah, cami- that cami that we saw at PAX East. Uh-huh. Oh my God,
6: Lou! <laughs>
3: <laughs> cami cosplay for the win! <gasps> wow.
6: Damn it, oh you guys! God. I'm jealous. Now you this,
3: know what? You
1: now this <laughs> Cammy will never ride into <laughs> our show again. Thanks, guys.
5: I know, but I'm sorry, Camille We just your your name is the best. Let's get into another playthrough.
1: I'm feeling frisky. Let's uh, uh-huh. let, let let's let Shank go. Oh. Now we'll all go, we'll all take about an hour break while Shank goes through his little story here, and we'll Aww.
3: be right back.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Woo, break time for us.
6: <laughs> Poor Shank. <laughs> So, let's see, man, I haven't played a lot. Um mostly cuz I was um up north on vacation with uh, some family and friends, but uh Welcome back. I was- What? Welcome back. Oh yeah, thanks dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was pretty fun, and uh, my mom was actually joking that uh, when I was going to my buddy's house, she was like, "So you flew 2,500 miles and you're going to go play Skyrim?" And I was like, "Yep." <laughs> does your mom <laughs> listen to the show? Well, she she knows she knows I'm on the podcast, and she knows that I'm like obsessed with these games, um, especially Oblivion and stuff from like high school. So she uh, she she knows my crazy obsession. <laughs> but does she but, uh, know that you're on the show? Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, listen? yeah. She, no, she doesn't listen. She has no idea what those uh, Scrolls are. She just knows it's a time where I just waste hours of my life. <laughs> my, my mother doesn't listen either. It's upsetting. <laughs> Mrs. E. Barwin? Yes, Mrs. E. Barwin. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so that's Jenny. <laughs> uh,
6: <laughs> so basically, um, I did get to play uh, before I left, and I got some gameplay in today as well. Uh, let me start off with what I didn't do too much of, and that was Skyrim. I, uh, I created a Nord Thief, uh, named Du. Duh. Duh. Uh, <laughs> and, um, I took the advice of, uh, Lou and Dave, and, uh, they said that they had, you know, they hadn't been playing with music in their games, so I was like, alright, let me shut off the music. And I gotta say, it's a crazy, very, very immersive, visceral experience playing the game, because I found myself... Playing a lot slower, really, really listening to everything that I was uh, had to do. Yeah, and oh my god, it's just especially when you're playing the sneaky type. It is it's pretty amazing because uh, you really do feel that tension when you're sneaking around and you hear the creaking of the uh, the wood floorboards around you. It's amazing. So um. I'm doing some thieves. What about,
0: stuff. how does it feel when you're running around the, uh, the, the wilderness?
6: Oh my God, dude. How much time do we have for the show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That good. <laughs> Let me, I mean, okay. I, I all I will say uh, regarding that is this, you guys know my play style. Just take the, the pace of my game, which is slow already. Mm-hmm. You remove the music. I play twice as slow because of it, because of that immersion now. Hmm. So, it's incredible. It's just... It, it, guys, if you haven't done it, um, not just you guys, but chat room, anyone else who's listening, I highly suggest just turning it off for like 15 minutes and just walking. It's it's incredible.
1: There's a um, lot of games out there that use ambient uh, Easter eggs in the game. I know that World of Warcraft did one that was really popular. Oh, really? Where you turned off the ambient sound in a particular dungeon. Or I mean, turn off the music and turn up your ambient. And they were literally having echoing... Sounds of of a event that that happened, you know, thousands of years in the past in that area.
0: Oh, are you talking about in uh, the the main the main town for the undead? Yeah, underworld. Yes, or Undercity. Yes, I remember that. That was crazy when I first found that.
1: There's a lot of games that do that. They'll have hidden ambient easter eggs and just little things like that that really bring out the game further.
6: Yeah, that's sick, man.
0: Welcome to the World of Warcraft podcast. <laughs>
5: <Just> <laughs> a little example, sorry.
2: <laughs> Where's Scott? <clears throat>
6: um, okay, yeah. So I guess I mean that. That's basically all I've been doing in Skyrim. Um, most of my time, as I mentioned on past episodes, has been spent in Oblivion. And I uh, I bought Oblivion again, guys, on Steam. <laughs> what? <laughs> While purely- wow. Yeah, purely purely 100% because of the DLC that's there cuz I had the uh the disc copy from way back when and that didn't have the DLC and I tried buying it and I couldn't find it anywhere and I was like screw this I'm just going to buy it for like 20 bucks on Steam. So I did and I now have four copies of the game. <laughs> 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 It's uh, <laughs> it's totally worth it though. So.
2: No, it's not.
3: It's awesome! <laughs> that's almost as bad as when you know first trying Skyrim on the Xbox and going, "Oh my God, it's on! S- I- I'm gonna get- go get it for the PC." <laughs> Another sixty bucks. And now it's it's you got totally worth it. <laughs>
4: <Thanks. Yeah. laughs>
6: this is you forget Elder Scrolls is the reason I bought a PC. So like Bethesda, you're welcome for all the money I've given you for these for the series. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so, yeah, guys, in my Steam copy of Oblivion, uh, fortunately my saves and everything translated perfectly fine, so I, I lost absolutely nothing. Um, but I've been doing the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood, and for the Dark Brotherhood, I did my absolutely favorite quest during the Dark Brotherhood, which is, uh, sneaking back into the Imperial Prison and killing Val and Dreath, who's the, uh, the Wood Elf who's kind of snarking at you in the beginning in character creation.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: So, yeah, you think you never see him again, but lo and behold, you do in the uh, the Dark Brotherhood, and it's it's very very cool how everything sort of connects in this game. Uh, so I did that, and uh, I did this on a live stream with uh, Andrew uh, Andrew O'Sullivan, I think was uh, he was on streaming Saturday, and he challenged me to do the entire quest without reloading and i i was like you know what dude i'm gonna take you up on this live throwdown and i did it and i felt so yeah i felt so like uh i don't know proud of myself but i felt accomplished i guess because it's it's a pretty it's kind of a tough one to you know not load these kind of uh quests again because if you get caught i mean dude that's it you forfeit your bonus everything So (laughs) I was like, I'm going to try it. And I did it. And it felt pretty cool. I got to say, um, I took a leaf out of, uh, Paladin of Arwen's book and I wanted, yeah. And I wanted to do the Knights of the Nine, which again is why I rebought the game.
0: (laughs) So, so now just to recap, like you're in Boston and you're at your parents' house and you're like, I'm really jonesing for some, for some oblivion. So
6: no, 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 this, this, I didn't do this in Boston. I did this before I left Boston. Okay. So I did this, I guess, before or after the last show I was on, and today. So this is like all my recent stuff, I guess.
0: <laughs> all right. See, so like that's why I was laughing so hard because I I literally see a picture of you just like sitting on your sitting on your parents' couch in Boston, just kind of like twiddling your thumbs, like hmm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Wish I had, had some nerin
0: root to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if I saw some flaxseed here? Well, I would pick it
3: <laughs> with a cable basket.
0: <laughs> y- your mother just like approaches you with like a debit card and she, just go buy it, dear. Go buy it. <laughs> 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 like this is what's going on in my head as you're saying. So I bought I
6: bought Oblivion the, for the fourth time. <laughs> oh man, it was it was close um, because I did play there. But anyway, when I was doing the Knights of the Nine. Um, Ivar, when you do bring up a good point because you do have to the the way that the quest is structured, they give you a map for the way shrines you need to go look at all the way shrines, which is cool because it's it's basically a bare map, and as you've mentioned, you know you have to actually go and hunt for these things yeah it's really cool, but the problem is that you have to keep switching back and forth between your inventory map yes which is and the quest map, total pain which is yeah so the it it's sort of a pain um if you're trying to do this which is uh yeah <laughs> but it it's it's, a, it's it's anyway it's it's a fun quest so i started doing you know try and finding a couple of way shrines for this did you, and did you take a picture of the way shrine map with your cell phone like i did no i actually uh, <laughs> i'm just the way i'm doing it is i'm just i'm just walking around the wild and if i see a way shrine i'll go pray at it okay So it's I'm not like doing this like dedicated only the nights of the nine. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of wandering, and if I see it, I'll pray it. (laughs) Gotcha. But fortunately, the journal keeps track of what you've prayed for, so it's kind of I guess it's useful. Um, But anyway, um, if Liz is in the chat room and is listening, I saw her earlier. I did the ultimate heist, guys. This is the final quest in the Thieves Guild in Oblivion, and if I haven't mentioned it before. I think i have maybe like once or a million times this is <laughs> this is by far and away my favorite quest from any game i have ever ever played ever Eva? and it took me a solid two and a half hours to complete this quest wow yes the scale of this quest is it is it is almost daunting you know the first time you played it, it's just unbelievable I, my buddy played this for the first time he only had four lockpicks for this entire quest. Um, yeah, that's not ideal. But it, <laughs> don't do that to yourself. I know. So don't I, be uh, that guy. <laughs> I, know. I did this quest, and it it really it kind of just drove home the point of why I fell in love with this game because the, the, these these you know big quests like this they are truly truly massive massive quests, and. It was awesome. I mean, I went through the quest, I completed it, and uh, I leveled twice, which is how long it took me, and like how long I was like diving into the sewers and all that stuff, which is nuts. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I couldn't like sleep in a bed because I mean who that who who puts a bed in like the middle of a sewer? So I was like, oh crap, I got to remember to sleep. Well, there so are anyway. bed rolls. In the in the under the sewers, no way, man. I was just I had to wait until I finally got out, spoke with the gray fox, and I was like, "Yo, here, I finished the quest. Let me go sleep and level up, please." Man, am I tired? <laughs> so I leveled up, and I uh, one of the things that I uh, found in the the during the quest was this elven sword, uh, which does fifteen points shock damage and plus soul trap. Ooh, ooh, Yeah exactly so now I'm more inclined to go do Azura's uh, shrine in oblivion now because this is this is gonna be totally worth it with this, this uh, sword so yeah. anyway I uh, you know I leveled up and I'm walking uh, to anvil now to uh, basically go f- complete the the thieves guild and get the greatest reward from any game that I've played I'm not gonna spoil it but play the game and get the reward because I want if you haven't played it the joy should be yours first. Like I don't want I don't want to have to spoil it for you guys. <laughs> like like Link holding up a piece of the Triforce. Uh, it's no it's <laughs> literally I'm not kidding. It's, I literally when I first got the reward I felt exactly like that. I heard like <laughs> angels singing in my ears. Oh my god. It was, it was
2: awesome.
6: uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm basically walking to Anvil Um, I'm at Skingrod now Um, It's taken me an hour to get to Skingrod Because I've been attacked by every living thing on earth And uh,
4: (laughs) After I I finish up
6: I know, so after after I finish up The Thieves Guild, I'm going to continue my focus on Knights of the Nine and uh, continue some Dark Brotherhood Because the item I get from the Thieves Guild Will be incredibly helpful For the Dark Brotherhood And uh, that's it guys (laughs) Wow Totally a hero yeah. I was I was totally a hero, dude. <laughs> you sure was. <laughs> Alright, so
1: let's see what's on next on my agenda, because I totally lost my space yet again. Alright, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do the dev question of the week, gentlemen.
2: Oh,
0: I love this. Yay!
1: yay. yay. We're gonna do this right now. So strap in. Here we go. <laughs>
0: I'm Scott Brenner, Senior QA Analyst on The Elder Scrolls Online, and I have this week's question for you. The Elder Scrolls Online features both instance and public dungeons to play through. What are some of your favorite memories of adventuring through dungeons in the previous Elder Scrolls titles? Um, And
1: another long musical tale.
0: So pretty. (laughs) (laughs)
4: oh it's
0: over
3: oh
1: Oh, you know (laughs) what guys remind me and i will actually play the beauty of dawn for our show today oh that'd be wonderful
3: yes we'll do
1: that in a little while all right so (laughs) what are our favorite moments or favorite dungeon moments in previous elder scrolls um i can really kind of guess on a couple
5: of them but i'm kind of curious about dave first my favorite dungeon moment actually happened very recently. <clears throat> On a recent uh, podcast we did, uh, couldn't have been more like five episodes back. I figured out that there's a few dungeons that you can use the speed boost to act the shout that's the super fast shout yeah. to actually trend you know get through the dungeon, yeah. traverse through the dungeon in ways that you normally couldn't. I would love in ESO if there were dungeons that. Using a certain stupid skill or something that you can put points into, just a weird, you know, hop, skip, or jump skill, you can get to an odd place and just get a tiny trinket or something nifty for your efforts.
0: I remember you talking about that too, and it just opened up a whole rush of, woofah, you didn't think of that, did you, Derpy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what about you, Evarwen? Uh,.
0: You know, I'm kind
4: yes. of kind of
0: suggestion son. What up? You know what Dave, you're not being kind right now and I think you need to time <laughs> out. <laughs> uh I'm going to I'm going to hold mine for my for my gameplay because there's there's a couple of things that that I definitely want to call out. Um I will say that I am a dungeon crawler at heart and I'm not when I say that I'm not referring to um the genre of game dungeon crawlers. I'm referring to the, you know, just just going through dungeons, and that's what I like doing. I don't really like crafting. I don't really like being social or whatever. I just like going through dungeons and just experiencing awesomeness. So I've gone through a ton of dungeons, through a ton of games throughout my life, and I will say that dungeon crawling in Elder Scrolls games has been by far the the best um, time I've ever had doing that. So that said, when I talk about my in game play, I'll, I'll cite a few things that I love about it.
3: Alright, what about you, Lou? Wow. Where to begin? So so many different memories from all the different games. You know, I'll just keep it recent. You know, I'll confine it to, to Skyrim right now. Um, I guess the very, very first time that I went into Labyrinthian... That is awesome!
1: Sorry, that was an accident. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and... Not realizing a couple hours later just how grand in scope that dungeon, re- or that, you know, that that Maroon really is. You know, after hearing you guys talk about it since on my primary character, my main, my assassin, I had never done it with her for the longest time because I hadn't picked up the quest to go in that area. But then actually doing it and realizing, oh my god, someone actually came up with this, designed it, and said, yeah, we want to put this in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, that was my one of my favorite moments, dungeon moments. Just actually going in there, getting lost in it, and just totally forgetting time, real life, everything, and just exploring it. Of course, dying in it too. <laughs> the save files. like wow, what's that? Oh, the, the damn thing's evolving and fly now. Come on, what is that? <laughs> yes, Charis hunters. I hate you. <laughs> You know, inadvertently walking up to some Steam, you know, some Satorian, I realize, oh, great, he's probably inanimate, right? He's not going to, oh, oh, crap. Yeah, Yeah, no, he is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's alive. (laughs) Ah, you you golden... You know, just do wake-up level again. Yeah, short fight. Coming back a couple of levels levels later, going, yeah, where are you now? (laughs) Hmm. Now I'm looking for you. But yeah, just, and then actually going out there and then seeing how Labyrinthian linked to all the other ruins. Yes. You know, that was one of my favorite moments, realizing, oh my god, this thing is amazing. And whoever at Bethesda designed this area and just linked everything together, kudos to them for that. Or whatever team came up with this idea.
6: Yeah. All right. What about you, Shank? Dude, my abiding moment my memory i should say um the very very first dungeon i ever went to in any elder scrolls game i was with my buddy was uh in oblivion and it was in uh the the alien ruin is called vilverin now if you guys have gone inside it is absolutely massive it is completely frightening and me and my two buddies, I remember, we spent, like, four in-game days there because we got totally lost. We crapped our pants a lot because we got scared, and we were clearly too low-level. We were literally, like, just got out of the Imperial City prison. And we're like, ooh, that's a shiny, white, little, cool thing. Like, let's go in there.
3: Hey, look at Not- okay. what What's the side?
0: Shank's mother was uh, delivering care packages of Pampers and, and Hot Pockets. <laughs>
6: It was it was not ideal, yo. It was it was terrifying, but uh, that was I. I love that dungeon just because of what it did.
0: <laughs> and wide mouth Gatorade bottles.
4: <laughs> oh
0: yeah. I've heard you mention Vilverin Shank. I'm, I'm excited to uh, to check it out for the first time. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> Make sure you have enough loot, man. It's it's pretty nuts. <laughs> enough hot pockets, Pampers. <laughs>
1: All right, <laughs> uh, for me, guys, it kind of was a story that I, I um I talked about in the show a while back when I was talking about my uh, red guard two hand sword wielder of B. Mm-hmm. And I, I was you know decapitating everything, killing everything in sight. Nothing was able to stand in my way. Nothing. And I walk into a dungeon where I have to kill a single little old man mage up on a platform. That's all it's in this little dungeon. It's just an old mage on a platform messing around on the table. He kicked my butt seven times in a row. I couldn't get up that ramp. When I finally learned how to dodge his magic, I got to the top of that ramp and decapitated him in one swing. The justification of that was like the best thing ever. <laughs> Eat it! <laughs> I remember being so frustrated yet satisfied at the same time. Was that for the, uh, the dragon priest mask? I don't remember what it was for. I can picture the exact... I can see the exact dungeon in my head, the exact person of the NPC, the exact situation, and I can't think of the name.
0: Because I, I, I think I remember encountering something very similar to that at the end of the um, the uh, Mage's Guild quest. Um, I'm wondering if that's what it was. Might have been.
1: But yeah, just <laughs> a little tiny cave. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do anything against him. But yeah, that's that was mine. All right, guys, before we move on really quick here, I'm going to play this for you guys.
2: A serpent lights the ancient sky, a bread of Tainted stars Evil stirs, and in its wake, the souls of mortals sway, and sorrow reigns over.
1: You're welcome. I've always... Uh, I- I've liked Maluka's songs, but I think that's by far my favorite one she's done yet. By far. We'll have to get her on the show, guys, again, and have her sing it live for us.
6: Oh, oh my God, man! Yeah. It was... It, yeah, that is an amazing, amazing song. <laughs> Especially with the shots of the... Uh, some footage of the game that they intercut in there. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I think that's
0: one of my favorite parts of it, um, is just seeing some of the... Uh, the how well her music goes with the, the in-game shots as well. It's it's just, it's it fits perfectly. Agreed. All right, Ivar, and it's your turn, buddy. Oh, boy. And I, I guess by, by my turn you mean my turn for in-game awesomeness.
1: Yeah, I, am. I see. Every time I see one line for you in your notes, I always cringe because I have a feeling you have another one of those mile-long notes in the background somewhere.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? This this one's a story. Okay, I'm cool. Do it. And uh and it all begins with uh a a knight who has completed all of his uh, his his pilgrimage quest for the the way shrines in Oblivion.
6: <laughs> Sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so I'm not I'm not really playing too much Skyrim anymore uh, because I've I've spent a lot of time, a lot, a lot of time in Skyrim, and now I really want to. Now that I know no do no new DLC is going to be coming out for Skyrim, I really want to take the opportunity before I dump my entire life into Elder Scrolls Online later this year to get to know <laughs> the rest of the series. So I'm starting with Oblivion. Um, I approve. La- <laughs> But it's okay, Dave. You'll you'll be all right, Dave. Go, go away, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's like painful.
0: I don't know what you're cringing over. I I love Oblivion. I am having an unbelievable time in this game. I adore it. And like I keep saying, and I will say this again, there are things in Oblivion I like better than Skyrim. Yep. <laughs> I, I, there's things in Skyrim I like better than Oblivion. But the fact is, is that's there. It is definitely there for me. I I love this game. So, um, I've completed the pilgrimage for Knights of the Nine, and I am now on the quest to find all of the different relics. I love this quest. This is an amazing quest. And when the, uh, the dev asks, you know, what's, what's your favorite, uh, experience in uh, in PVE content in in dungeon crawling. Um, my favorite part of that is is this whole thing where I'm walking around and I don't know what I'm about to get into, and then I see something out of the corner of my eye and I decide to investigate, and that turns into oh look, you know it's it's this it's this uh, shrine, this door, this temple, this this uh, you know a barrow or whatever it is. And I go inside and I'm just assaulted by wonder and by challenge. And I get through the whole thing and there's an awesome reward in the end or, or it's exploring it as its own reward. Or I find a little kernel of information. Maybe there's a a book on a desk or maybe there's a, a brand new piece of armor that I've really needed or a new weapon or, you know, something just really cool somewhere inside. And then I get out and dust myself off. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the next one. Like that's my favorite part, and that's that's exactly what Elder Scrolls is, and it doesn't matter what game you play because I've seen it in Morrowind and I'm seeing it in Oblivion, and that's what the Knights of the Nine quest is all about. And it's not this quest where you just sort of go to random. Well, you just go to you know certain places and you know okay, so here's here's that that uh, that thing, and then you walk out. It's tough, real tough, and you've you've got to have a measure of resolve to get through this. Especially if you, if you walk like, like I, I now do. I I walk in this game and (laughs) I wouldn't have it any other way because I feel like I'm missing out on stuff from between point A and point B is, is everything that I bought the game for. And I feel like
6: I'm missing out on it. If I just fast travel, you know what I mean? Shank? Absolutely. Dude, I'm grinning so widely right now. Yeah.
0: And there's a reason for that. I mean, that's, that's what this is all about so um maybe you can help me out a little bit here shank because i I forget because i'm so new to this this quest i sort of forget some of the points in between um i had the vision where a knight spoke to me and said like okay dude so so get all the crap that we left in cyrodele he said that he did yeah he was just like it's actually it was shank so um my first piece of this quest is to is to find the helmet Mm -hmm. this was amazing it was amazing and i'm not using i'm not just throwing that word around like it's some like it's just some filler for for a sentence to to add dramatic emphasis no like damn it it was amazing like how this whole thing happened um my my Map was showing me uh, a quest marker and it's like in the middle of the water by um the imperial city and i think at the time i was um i was in skingrod and i wanted to go there because first of all i just realized that the different mage guilds in the different towns sell different
6: um Oh yes, sir. They they uh they sell different spells. Yes, they do. Each each city in the Mages Guild yeah. specializes in a different school of magic.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. I walked into like the uh I wanted to upgrade my my spells in the game. So, I just figured, "Oh, let me just go to the Mages College." First of all, no, you can't just do that. And second of <laughs> all, even if you did do that, like they would probably just sell a certain type of <laughs> <laughs> So, what 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 would anyone do in my plight? I wikied it. and upon wiki search i did find (laughs) that uh all the mages guilds in the game sell actually no i didn't find it just then what i did was i i went to uh i think it was bruma which is right near the imperial
6: city right shank it's uh it's yeah it's the city north of the imperial city that's where i I went to that one that one I went to Bruma.
0: Hiked all the way up there, ran all the way up. there. I was like, yeah, I'm, peace now. I'm going from to Skingrad? From No, 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 from the Imperial City. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm doing I'm doing the Avarwin hike and uh trekking up to Bruma. Kill some uh kill some bears, get there. And yeah, that's when I find out like, "Oh, we have alteration spells." I'm like, "I want an alteration spell, dude." Do <laughs> you have anything on this list? No. No, that looks cool. No. <laughs> I was looking for a new searing flame spell and a new um, a new healing spell for restoration. Ah. They didn't have any. So then I started thinking to myself, like, is this like do I have to go to a specific town? So that's when I wickied and and upon upon further investigation I doth find (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I knew I knew uh, I knew Skingrod was the place to be. So I go walking all to Skingrod and doing the Avarwan hike and and there we go. And then I get there and I realize, like, A, I don't have the mana, and B, I shouldn't be spending that much money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So, that, I mean, I wanted to share that because I, I thought that was really interesting that oh, yeah, dude. you got to go to certain places. I, I like that. That's cool. So, um, off to off to find the helmet, and I'm running on down to the Imperial City and then skirting around it and then going toward my quest objective. I'm on this huge, long bridge that's right by the Imperial City, just south of it, I believe. And I start seeing on my my compass, my quest objective is like moving as I'm moving, and it's like moving away from me. So I'm sort of feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm passing it. So I stop halfway on the bridge, turn around, face the water. Beautiful, by the way. (laughs) Yes. And then I see in the distance what looks like a tiny island. Not sure if it's an island. Could be the shore, but could be an island. There it is. It's got to be there. Somewhere on that island is my helmet, and I'm going to get it. (laughs) So I don't feel like walking anymore. So what do I do? I just jump in the water.
6: Just oh, how, how uh, convenient of you to uh, jump in the water right then, sir. Hurled off the bridge. It actually, it was <laughs> kind of funny because <laughs> I, I hurled
0: myself off the bridge and I, I went under the water a little bit, started swimming, trying to get back up to the top. And then I see a door for an <laughs> alien ruin under the water. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me – this is really cool. It's like an underwater temple. Let me check this out. Before I go running into, you know, to, to claim my my quest prize, let me just jump in here. You have discovered Vanua. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. It was Vanua. I was totally stoked that I randomly jump off a bridge, go underwater, swimming for a little bit, and just find a temple. Like, I thought that was, that was great. I was so excited. So I go inside, and I'm thinking, like, oh, you're going to go inside, and, like, you'll be, you know, self-contained air. You know, the whole that's going to. You know, like it's going to, I'm going to be able to walk around in there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm swimming and I look up and there's, there's no place for me to breathe. I'm, there's, because the ceiling is underwater here. So now I'm starting to panic. I'm like, oh, I know I've got a, a potion of, of um, you know, of water breathing on me, but, you know, let me just, before I waste it, let me just swim a little bit. I've got some time, but I don't have much time. So let me, let me swim forward, see if maybe I could find some stairs. Lo and behold, find some stairs, walk up the stairs and boom. Now I'm in a temple under the water. Totally awesome. <laughs> I loved this. Oh yeah, man. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Throngs of undead, and I'm talking about skeletons, zombies who are beating my face into the ground. Ghosts. Oh my. Oh my. It was it was quite the uh, <laughs> It was quite the cornucopia of the undead, let me tell you. <laughs> um the the best part about all of this is is that and I have to I have to give some kudos to to Jenny on this one because she taught me enough about psychology to know exactly what I was experiencing. Um, I play the game in first person mode most of the time now. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> even even when in combat. So I'm in first person mode, and if you've ever been to Vanua, v- you know that at some point you are going from a temple which is Underground, which is underwater, uh, and you are every now and again crawling through the walls in these tiny little crawl spaces where, like, the ceiling is almost on top of your head. Mm-hmm. Very tight quarters. And for me personally, like, I, I, I will tell you this: I am, uh, I battle with claustrophobia, pretty badly. Like at one point in my life, it was hard for me to drive because the the windshield was giving me, uh, was, was heightening my anxiety. That's how bad my claustrophobia was at one point. So I'm in this game, right? And if you can imagine, uh, my anxiety level actually started to jump up a little bit. And there's this thing in psychology where they have like a a scale, you know, from one to 10, 10 being the most severe and psychologists will ask you, you know, um, how on a scale of one to ten, how severe is your anxiety level right now? And if it's really bad, they'd be like, "Oh, you yeah, know, it's like a, it's like a six, a seven, or an 8. So as I and I've learned this from Jenny. So as I'm crawling around in this ruin, which by the way happened to to be the uh, the ruin where the Crusaders' Temple is in, and that's where where my my quest objective had been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I actually gotten very lucky with that. I was just going in there to explore it. I really didn't know that my quest objective was in there. So as I'm like crawling around inside the ruin, trying to get from, you know, the, from Vanua to the Crusader's temple, um, surrounded by dirt, underground, tight quarters, I start thinking to myself exactly what I'm, what I'm explaining to you that, you know, it's, it's underground, it's underwater, it's really tight quarters in here. I actually feel my anxiety level creeping up. Started to get claustrophobic.
6: (laughs) It's great. It's uh, that's the mark of the brilliant uh, the game design there, man. I mean, (laughs) you said it. That that dungeon is something that I. It's unlike I've seen in um, unlike any other I guess alien ruin I've seen in the other in the rest of the game. So it's it's it definitely does that to you, (laughs) for sure, without a doubt. And
0: um, I I mean, I have to say, like that was. I would say that's probably the first time I was ever so immersed in a game where if I were literally in those circumstances, I probably would have gotten a, a panic attack or at least a, a flare-up of my anxiety. Oh, I would have just
6: loaded a previous save because isn't that what real life is? Yeah, oh. no, I can't take that. <laughs> 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 so, so in any event... um, and
0: we're talking about Oblivion, guys. This came out in 2005. You know, this isn't the ultra realistic graphics of Skyrim. You know, this is. If you look at a screenshot of what I was looking at, you would laugh at me, saying like, "What's the matter with you?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. I got so involved that, um, and so immersed immersed in this game, I couldn't help but. And I told Jen because she asked me, like you know so so where where was your anxiety level at the time and i told her like it was a solid three until i had to like realize i'm not crawling around underground underwater uh in an unstable ruin i'm i'm sitting in front of my computer with a cat in my lap
3: <laughs> <laughs> mr bigglesworth <laughs> mr bigglesworth <come! laughs>
0: so- so, in any event, to make a very, very long story short, um, I was successful. I got my helmet. I, pl- I, I placed it directly on my head. And is that the one with
1: the uh, really screwy puzzle, or is that a different piece?
0: Uh, I think that's a different piece. I didn't. I didn't have to go through a, a Do you puzzle. Remember
1: a while back when I was going through this quest question, mm-hmm. I talked about a really aggravating puzzle.
0: I look forward to hearing you when you get to that. I, I remember vaguely, yeah, you uh, telling me about it, and uh, now that I know it's there,
6: <laughs> M- McCarty in the chat room is like,
3: "Spoilers! Spoilers! Spoilers!"
6: Sorry. Yeah, I mean this this quest line, especially just the the uh, the weight and history behind it. I mean, it's I can't wait for you to do this because you you haven't done this before, right? No, this is my first time. And Joe, that was the first time you did it, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh man. Ugh i am so curious because i i know joe absolutely loved it i'm very very i'm like really excited to hear your uh, reaction is, to it this Barman. is uh
0: this is just this is it for me like i i am loving this every step of the way and i was telling <laughs> on my way home from work today i was telling jenny this story and she was like dude i think she's gonna end up buying oblivion
6: there you go man i'm telling <laughs> you
0: right like she was so into this she's like oh my god the 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 every one of those temples is going to be that long and, and, you know, there's like nine of them. Oh my god, I'm looking for that in Skyrim right now. I've run a really, really long quest chain and so, I mean, she was really into it and, and I love the fact that I, I mean, this one quest alone is like bigger than the entire game of, of Ocarina of Time. <laughs> well, it's like I
1: said a couple of weeks ago, Varwin, that quest chain changed my perspective of my character It changed the RP of him which floors
0: me because you're not, you're not a heavy RP gamer, Joe. I mean, you, you dabble in it a little here and there, but I mean, really what, what you're, what you're into is all about the combat, about the gameplay. You're not, you're not really the kind of person that's going to have your adventure change you. You, you kind of go to the adventure you, you think your character would go to. Okay, good point. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I guess that's sort of like the best way that I could describe it. Like, you're not going to have a, an experience in-game change your character. And I I think most of us are the same way. And, and to sort of hear that experience come for me really piqued my interest about this.
1: You'll you'll know exactly what I mean at the end of it, and I can't wait to hear that. Cause oh, yes. <laughs> there's things in-game you will not do because of that quest chain.
6: Yeah. You'll completely avoid things in
0: the game because of
6: it. Yep, that's yeah. I, I. 100% agree with you.
0: Well, I'm I'm looking forward to to experiencing that. So I've got the helmet. I think the next piece is the curse. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's it, man. You know, I mean, uh, that was that was my play for the week. That was that, fun listening
1: to uh, you go through this because I, I, this is the this is my only experience in Oblivion right now. Cause that's the first thing I did on my character. <laughs> the last thing I finished doing.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting, like I said last week, I'm looking forward to doing this quest, and you know, just each piece of this quest that I do, I'm I'm interested more and more.
6: Yvarwin, uh, just one last question. What level are you? Eleven. Um, ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember what the, uh, the rewards will be for your level then. Okay, cool.
1: Skyrim Legendary Edition announced. Yvarwin, If you haven't talked enough, let's talk (laughs) somewhere.
0: Sure, if you haven't gotten tired of my voice. Never! So, today Bethesda announced their new version of The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Legendary Edition.
3: Wait for it. Uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, this release of the game for PlayStation 3, Xbox, and PC comes with all... Of the DLC, yes, that's Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn. Plus, if you order right now, we'll throw in Legendary Patch 1.9 for free, for free. That's right, free. (laughs) Wait,
1: I
4: had to pay Uh, for
0: it. Uh, Yeah, there you have it. So, anyway, uh, here's what Bethesda has to say about all of their inclusive Skyrim version here, Uh, and they and I quote them by saying. Coming to Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC on June 4th for $59.99. European territories will see its release on June 7th. This package includes the most up-to-date version of the original game, employing the 1.9 title update, as well as the game's three add-ons, Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn. So for those of you out there who have not uh, either purchased the game or you haven't gotten all of the DLC for that other platform of yours, this is the perfect buy for you.
5: I find this to be legend.
0: legendary. dairy. Anything
1: else, guys, it. on that? All right, cool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we have an email from a listener. And, Shank, this is all you, man.
6: Oh, snap. No, he didn't. Um, (laughs) All right. Here we go, man. How am I going to... Okay. Hey, guys. I was wondering, since I plan to be a Khajiit, who, when by myself, am ambushing people along the road, however, when with friends, I will be a bad person, (laughs) two-handed slayer of mud crabs. My question is, since I like the idea of being able to yell, get over here, while pulling in mud crabs with a chain... But at the same time, I sort of want to have the Nightblade bonuses to Sneak and Hiding so I can hide better. Oh, that's, that's pretty sweet, honey. So, as a starting point, which class do you think I should start with? Stephanie S. Janine.
1: Guys, can I start out really quick saying that, well, for one, Shank, <laughs> great to have you back. But <laughs> it's driving me nuts how people assume or think that having a certain class will give you bonuses to passive abilities like Sneak. For everything I've seen in Elder Scrolls Online, it doesn't work like that. All you're getting from a class is is uh, is, is abilities. That's it. I don't know if a Nightblade has like sneaking based abilities or not, but from everything I've seen, when the two times we played and all the stuff information they've released, I don't think you're going to get any kind of like passive bonuses to sneak in hiding.
0: So. Yeah, I- I would basically I would I would strip it down even further, Joe, and I would say the class really in in ESO is basically just a template and a skill line, like that's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, three yeah. skill lines. There's just a yeah a set, of, a set of skill lines.
1: So if you want to be really efficient at sneaking and hiding, you don't have to have a nightblade blade for it, and you can still have your chain of of awesomeness when you do a dragon knight. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple.
0: Anyway, go with it, Stephanie. S. Yes. go go, with go it. dragon knight, and then. And then Feel. get all those sneak bonuses you want. Exactly. Go dragon. Maybe you become a vampire. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Feel the awesomeness of the chain. Let me see. Actually, I have something for him. Or her, sorry. Whoever that is. Janine? Uh, no, Stephanie. It's a girl. <laughs> so, here, I want you... This is just for you.
3: Get over here!
1: All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Lou, let's hear it. No. You're no. Play, wow. man. You're played.
3: <laughs> Gameplay. Gameplay. Gameplay, Lou. Lots of it. Well, not really. Looks like a lot, but not much. <laughs> 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 well, the Battle Mage craziness goes on and on and on. I swear, I, I think I'm going to complete the entire or the main quest line with this character as opposed to my main who's still parked on Solstice. <laughs> The mage is now thirty-six.
0: Nice.
3: Yeah, it's been slow going for some reason. Um they do a lot of side quests. Didn't realize how many how much Well, yeah, I did realize, but uh, you know all those side quests just keep piling piling up and they just don't help you level. It's <laughs> just quest turn ins. But along with this, with the mage craziness, I looked up and found recently, well the past week and a half or so, this one mod I've been looking at for all this time. It's called Caranthir Tower version 1.2 mm-hmm. uh, by DarkFox127. Now, his own description of what I've seen at the stills that he's posted on there on the Steam Workshop, it's a wizard's tower which is inspired by Frostcrags Spire which you think you probably know about from Oblivion. Okay, And this I-, I wanted to look at because, yeah, you get all the free homes from becoming Bane in certain city or certain holds. And yeah, we've all used at one point in time, or I still use um, Dovah King Tied Out. But with this guy, he wanted to create a total, uh, I guess, place that's for mages. Okay, so yeah, you're going to get that archetypal, stereotypical type wizard's tower you see in all the, all the fantasy novels, movies, what have you. So I thought it would pretty cool to actually try something like this out.
0: That's pretty and, cool where yeah. where is it where did where did he put it in the game?
3: Oh gosh, I don't remember offhand where it is um I think it might be outside just inside Windhelm
4: mm,
0: okay,
3: right around that area
0: so up north
3: yes it's up north, way up there yonder, yeah, and then parts, but yeah, I'm gonna check it out because actually when you get it, when you get the mod, you actually have to rebuild the tower so you're going to receive it. In oh. a decrepit state.
0: Oh, that's cool. So you get to you get to rebuild it almost like um, like a hearth fire thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh that's exactly cool. you know, as you level as you do things with, with the tower, yeah, it, it gradually improves itself. So it's not like going to the I guess the major domo in the hole saying yeah I want to decorate my home. What would you like? An alchemy lab. Okay.
4: <laughs> oh, cool.
3: So I'm looking forward to actually checking that out. Yeah, well, along with my Deja quest that I've been pursuing.
0: And that's uh, Karanthir Tower version 1. 1. 1.2 1. by yes. Dark Fox 127
3: Yes, it is. Caranthir Tower. C-A-R-A-N-T-H-I-R.
0: Here's your mod of the week, guys. There's your crafting table. We'll, <laughs> <roll something. laughs> is that cheap?
3: <laughs> no, it's not cheap. It's effective. And it works.
5: <laughs> there you
3: go. Also... Uh, Boethia is calling. Right, I've been doing that quest since I'm doing all those other uh, Daedric artifacts quest. Um, deciding which follower I want to sacrifice. All of them. Well, you, of them. well s- some more than others. Serana. just yeah. No, no. Remember, I haven't. I've avoided doing Dawn Guard because I don't want to be saddled with her.
6: It doesn't you matter. Need... Console, commander her to you, and then sacrifice her. <laughs> you need to sacrifice either the the
5: bow dude that teaches you how to use a bow from uh, the, that first city you get to at the start of the game.
3: Oh, that's Single. right. At, in Riverwood?
5: Yeah. Sacrifice uh. him because He quickly becomes useless. Or sacrifice, I would say, a Varwin, because he's the most useless of the followers from our <laughs> uh, Minecraft. Or, I'm sorry, Minecraft. The, the Elder Scrolls. Uh, add-on that we have. Oh,
0: yeah. I I, uh, I disagree. I think Dave's character uh, in our <laughs> audience, far more useless. Yeah, but if you had to
5: compare sexiness, I win. Not really. And in the chat is about to be kicked, just, just so she's aware.
0: I mean, if you like ugly, brutish uh, men who have multiple nipples... Uh, I guess you would be attractive.
2: Or
5: if you like girly looking golden clad men with only one nipple, go with the far one. Okay guys. I'm literally taking okay, those guys right now.
1: Let's uh continue with the story. <laughs> oh wow, well, know. my friend. Well you know,
0: played.
3: I may do multiple saves <laughs> of this game just to do that. <laughs> Sacrifice all of us just to see it. <laughs> Just for just for fun. Yeah, I'm gonna sacrifice all of us. All the OTR crew. <laughs> I also though completed the quest for the white file. Alright. It's that little file that recreates whatever potion concoction that you choose to have it do. Hey you know, quest turn it. And quite frankly I'm disappointed in it. <laughs> I mean I expected more at least uh, at least some better options to go along with it. I mean I chose the option to actually have it uh, help my my magic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, having it do... I think it only boosts my magic by 20 points. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, mm. I, I went through all this trouble to get all these ingredients, and it's only going to boost my magic up by 20 points. Yeah, alright, that's a useless quest. I don't think i would ever doing that again in my other, <laughs> other characters now. <laughs> Just...
0: Waste of time.
3: <laughs> yeah, just a waste of time. I mean, I don't know what the other options have done. I mean, there's the other option, I guess, to, to help healing or make you better in battle, but. Yeah. If the, all the other options are similar to this, to this choice, then I'm going to totally bypass this quest and not do it at all.
0: So basically, you get a, a free two levels worth of, of magica.
3: Yes. I think it's only once a day I can use it, so again
0: oh man yeah it's not a permanent
3: i i don't believe so i haven't used it yet and it's the first time i've ever completed this quest in the game so i mean if it was something useful to where it you know it could be a magic potion where it restores my magicka i mean 50 or 100 points yeah that i could use that's useful to me this
0: yeah let's see if i could do a quick uh you know uh, search see if we can figure this out
3: so. Yeah, because yeah, once I turned it in, I, I just looked at it and said, wow, that's uh, so anticlimactic. <laughs> I do they're doing this again on the rest of my characters in Skyrim. Ever. <laughs> ever? Ever, ever. i just going to bang it.
0: <laughs> so I got it here on um, UESP, uh, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, and it says, The White File is a legendary bottle forged in the days when Skyrim was just starting to turn to ice. Uh, All right. Visiting the uh, the white file, speaking to Neuralian, reveals the white file has been life's success, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, after after the quest repairing the file, you'll be rewarded with the white file full, which functions as a potion with the effects you choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, moves it to your miscellaneous section. After 24 hours, the potion inside the white file will regenerate and the potion will be drinkable once again. So yeah, basically the effects that you get you get, you get it once a day. It refills itself, uh, and you can only use it once a day. Right. Yeah. So uh, 20 points for 60 seconds of, of resist magic.
3: Yeah. That, so it's, uh, a, it's
0: a magic resist. That's what you chose.
3: No, no. I chose the, it boosted my, uh, my, I guess, my magica.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see that right here. Yeah, Magica is increased by 20 points for 300 seconds. Yeah. And you do that once a day.
3: 20 points. I think one of my spells does more than that. That's more than that. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, it, to me, it's not worth it.
0: No, not at all. Okay. Sorry to slow you down, Luke. <laughs>
3: no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, it was a fun quest, but then for what they put you through to get it, difficulty-wise, yeah, it, it just, to me, it's not worth it. And for the restrictions placed on it, yeah, to, uh, bypass it. But along the way of doing the White File quest, I actually... Finished a couple of quests, and it became blood kindred to all the orc holes throughout Skyrim. Um. Yay. <laughs> Although on a mage, I don't think I can find anything really useful to get or obtain <laughs> from the orc stronghold. So I guess it's cool. I can walk to any orc stronghold. Yo, what's up, brother? <laughs> or what's up, sister? Okay, it's cool. Next. Also, I did a walkabout. Oh, nice. Yeah, this was uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to try it out. Uh, complete and? opposite sides of the map. I actually chose to walk from uh, Markarth to Riften. Just to see how long, you know, just to see what happened. <laughs> and the like guys I'm here. Off. What's that? Yeah. A, I feel like I'm rubbing off on you guys. I don't <laughs> you totally are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I just of this. Well, I should say short, but this uh, pretty fun experience. Yeah, Dovahkiin three dragons zero. <laughs> <laughs> Two misfortunate highwaymen who decided to try and rob me. Go, oh, all right, you'll see me crackling with energy and my fully clad house car. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> we can go this route. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're dead. <laughs> Six bears, four saber cats, and yeah, two bunnies.
0: Lou's like, hello, I'm Loremaster.
3: Loremaster
6: <laughs> on ice. Yes, Run.
3: exactly. Yeah, speaking of ice, yeah, the two bunnies I got because of uh, Ice Storm. <laughs> I was using that. Uh, ice Storm is a beep. Get out of the AoE, bunnies. Just get out of the AoE. <laughs> Don't stand in the ice. That's all I got to say. I'm also enjoying the fact that I'm uh, the Dark Brotherhood quest. Ch- I'm on the part of the Dark Brotherhood quest chain to where I have to kill the worst bard in Skyrim, that, that guy. That <laughs> the guy? Orc- huh? Yeah, the orc. I forgot his name. What the hell is his name? Uh, Lurker or something like that. an L. But yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on mission to kill him. <laughs> and I remember it was ironic that I actually found this guy. I forgot what what tavern he was in. Uh, before I started the Dark Brotherhood quest chain, I realized, oh yeah, yeah uh, Bard, Orc Bard, okay. And then getting this quest, I'm like, wow, that's right. I guess see is pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, so bad that someone out there wants to kill him? <laughs> I mean, why?
6: Somebody actually paid to kill him. Yeah. Have I you heard the they bars pay? around they Skyrim?
1: Pay. Just saying.
6: <laughs> I was doing it for There's Joe. <laughs> There's Joe. We missed
0: Joe. Just waiting for the right time. That's all. Where's Dave been Dave are you what the hell
5: <laughs> I didn't want to unmute and moan while I was scratching myself during the podcast so God, uh God, that is
3: thanks for waiting in Dave <laughs> <laughs> you asked yeah. wow what a segue into the Thieves guild quest chain
0: <laughs> speaking of on of of disgusting acts yes. Av. <laughs>
3: Well, going to sabotage the hunting room eatery. <laughs> so,
6: wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Lou. I'm sorry. How long did it take you to get from Markarth to Riften?
3: Oof. O- with all the battles and actually uh, stopping off. Yeah, yeah, to- yeah. To-, to collect mats for my uh, alchemy. Uh, about a good hour and a half. Nice.
6: Good man. Good yeah, man. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. You can continue.
3: <laughs> no, I just complete myself. I-, I, I, Again, one of those moments I totally lost track of real-life time. Didn't realize... Holy crap, it's, I started just before 12 noon. It's like, it's 1.30? <laughs> <laughs> and my food is cold. Great. <laughs> my lunch is cold. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Thieves Guild, on that part where you have to uh, help the yeah. other meadery, I guess uh, Blackbriar's meadery. Mm-hmm. You know, and doing the Thieves Guild question, you know, there are times I just want to, can I have the option to kill Maiden Blackbriar? the just comes across yeah i want to offer too. Dude, yeah don't i like, oh
6: the worst don't, wait way, wait, like, wait wait, whoa 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 you don't like maven blackbriar no no do you not like capitalism
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i do but i don't want to meet gordon gecko in skyrim
6: <laughs> whoa you just blew my okay i'm <laughs> bye see you guys <laughs>
3: No, no, it's, it's not that I don't like capitalism, I just don't like her.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I know. She, I'm just, yeah.
3: Her, her attitude, when I first met her, the very first time I ever met her in Skyrim in the game, like a year ago, I was like, wow, I hope I have a chance to kill her. <laughs> just like that one dude in Oblivion. <laughs>
6: it's, not, it's not that I want Maven Blackbriar to die, it's just I don't want her to be alive. It, it, it never, takes
0: a lot for me to want to punch a woman square in the face and break her nose, but Maven Blackbriar, she does it. She does yeah. it for me. She brings me to that place
3: all the <laughs> things just disappear you know, I have no qualms hitting you
0: no nah, none at all <laughs> such a skank
3: <laughs> and I, I get to work for her <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all <laughs> rain it in rain it in <laughs>
0: <Moving> uh, <on. laughs>
3: the main story I'm actually going to work on that too I'm on the part where you have to actually find that uh, elder scroll
1: those pesky elder map. scrolls I swear
3: yeah, because there's always another scroll line around somewhere. Yeah, just go find one. Oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll go find one. Dude. <laughs> Dude? <laughs> yeah. And speaking of scrolls and stuff like that, um, can't wait to explore more of the Dwemer Ruins on this Battle Mage character. Okay, because I've got my Ashen Axe all geared up, ready to go, and my expert level destruction spells itching. To unleash havoc.
0: What is it about your battle mage that makes you excited to explore Dwemer Ruins all of a sudden? Like, What uh, does this thing have that your other characters just don't have? Full well, destructive uh, my power.
3: <laughs> <my> <laughs> assess- yeah, exactly. The the chance to kill these things a la Sith-style from afar.
0: <laughs> okay, but didn't you have a mage before where you were able to do that? I mean, why, why with the battle mage...
3: No, not my other previous incarnation of battle She was never high enough to actually make a difference to it. She was just like tissue paper. No.
0: Is this is this exclusive to just the Dwemer ruins, or is this just part of you loving to to use the uh, the lightning spell?
3: I think it's more akin to my loving to use the the these destruction spells now, where they are at, and being able to actually. Explore these runes again, but not as a, you know, not having the, you know, maxed out uh, one-handed skill, maxed out light armor skill. No, now it's just, you know, it, it's a mage. I wouldn't call her, yeah, she's a glass cannon. <laughs> she is. <laughs> light armor skill sucks. <laughs> um, She can't take many hits. Her, her health pool is pretty low.
0: Uh-huh.
3: So for her, the way it built her, yeah, she totally is a, a, a glass cannon. So you can take maybe three or four hits, tops, before she just she disappears. It's, okay. You know, you load the game again. And it, just that, uh, just that air of that danger that's there, knowing that I can't take any hits at all. Okay, you know the Falmer down there. You know they're pretty, they're pretty mean.
4: Mm.
3: You know they're, they're not pushovers. Anything with the, with the Charros. Okay. The Skyrim cockroaches are no mean, uh, no pushovers either. I hate Charas. Yeah, exactly, and that spit. That acid spit like if you like I'm an alien. Yeah, it doesn't help either.
5: Especially the evil flying ones.
3: Oh, the hunters. Oh
5: yeah. Dude, I live in the south. We have palmetto bugs. That's the scariest thing in the world.
3: <laughs> I got this horrible image in my head right now, Dave.
0: <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> <sighs> Dave's right though, they are creepy. They're very, very creepy. Yeah, yes. yeah they are. God, now I gotta go take a shower. It's just, yeah. It's it just
3: all
1: unclean. <laughs> I hate epic cockroaches.
5: Yeah.
3: Oh, to the Philippines. They fly. Um.
1: <laughs>
5: I think my skin just crawled off my body, dude. Yeah. yeah. So do palm meadow bugs. They're like two or maybe even three inches long. Sometimes they fly. Then things hiss if you get too close to them.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
5: God. God, I feel
3: them on my skin.
1: Oh, God! Okay, now that we've got everyone's (laughs) phobias out in the open, let us (laughs) continue.
3: But on a happy note, I did play uh, just Saturday though with the music on Mm. because I find you know I do have um, a mod, a music mod that has the Lord of the Rings soundtrack from all the movies on there, except The Hobbit. And let me just say, Jeremy soul Skyrim score with Howard Shore's score from all three movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. <laughs> Epic. Epic, especially when you have the music that's attuned to uh, to Rohan from Lord of the Rings, from The Two Towers, and you're out exploring Skyrim.
0: Yeah, in the field.
3: Out in the field, out in the open. Yeah, that's <sighs> when I felt the most at home doing my walkabout. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I've got that brilliant violin music
0: I was just going to say, that's exactly what's in my head right now, is that violin music.
3: In my ears, and I'm walking through these valleys and saying, yeah, come here, Dragon, I see you. <laughs> come on.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. So yeah, that was my, my playthrough for the week.
0: Is that uh, that Lord of the Rings soundtrack available on Steam?
3: Nope. Uh, it's not on Steam anymore. I it's think not the you, workshop? Yeah, you have to go through uh, the Nexus now to find it, if it's still there.
1: Okay. Oh, I will find it. That was a very diverse playthrough this week. I love hearing about it. All right, we got some uh, mod action for you guys. And let Nope, we don't. Never mind. All right. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> we're not done having you talk, buddy. Not yet. Oh. It's time. Oh, There's, more. There's more.
6: It is time for the Elder Scroll. <laughs>
2: Scroll. All <right>. Scroll. Scroll.
3: Scroll. <laughs> Scroll.
6: Can I just say real quick, I texted Lou when I figured found out what this was about, and I'm, like, so ridiculously happy. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: No, and the thing is, when you, when you texted me, I had no idea, <laughs> looking at the show notes, like everyone had been doing this as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it kind of correlates and ties into everything.
3: I- exactly.
1: Well, well, well played accident there, sir. <laughs> yes. Hey, Joe.
0: Yeah. I think we might have uh, this show's uh, name here.
1: Nice of the Nine? Yeah. Yeah. Already on it.
3: Yeah! Dude, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've,
1: we've been working together way too long, Yvarwin. Yeah, we have. Yeah, if, on my other screen you can't see I'm already picking out a picture. All right. <laughs> Lou, so, it's time. Do it.
3: Thank you, sir. So, for this week's Elder Scroll, totally non-coincidental... Today's Elder Scroll is The Knights of the Nine Faith as both weapon and shield Or as a quick quote Only a champion pure of heart can vanquish the evil That has been released upon the land You must heed the call Reclaim the lost relics of the Divine Crusader And return the Nine to glory So the Knights of the Nine This order was founded in 3rd era, year 111 By Sir Amiel Lannis a hero of the War of the Isle. He named his order, the Knights of the Nine, after his religious faith. Obviously, the Nine Divines. (laughs) He had the headquarters, the Priory of the Nine, built in the West Weald, which is in southern Cyrodiil, near the borders of Elsewhere and Balenwood. Now, the original founding members of the order were Sir Amiel and his friends, Sir Caius and Sir Toro. What was their purpose? The ambitious intent of recovering the lost relics of the Divine Crusader also known as White Whitestrake, who was the champion of Slave Queen Alessia,
6: <laughs>
3: Sorry. who was killed while fighting the forces of the Aelid King Umaril the Unfeathered during the Alessian Rebellion of the First Era. These three knights established their reputation by defeating the Worm of Elenglen to recover the cuirass of the Crusader. After this amazing feat, the Knights of the Nine became the talk of the Empire, and his words spread of their deeds, and many hopefuls soon flocked to join their ranks. However, it was not until Beric Glindrill, a nobleman of an old and powerful family, joined that it became the most prestigious order in all of Cyrodiil. New knights flocked to join the order, including Sir Casimir, Sir Junkin, Sir Henrik, Sir Gregory, and Sir Saraldus. During this time, this period would become the Order's Zenith, and three more relics were rapidly recovered. Sir Casimir would recover the Gauntlets, while Sir Beric would recover the Grease and the Sword. Lucky man. Unfortunately, personal pride would settle in, and each of the knights soon began wearing the sacred relics they had recovered into battle a habit encouraged in the Order's early days by Sir Amiel himself. In the Third Era, Year 121, during the War of the Red Diamond, the Order became divided. Due to its increased reputation, many of the knights who joined the Order all came from important families and they all had stakes in the war. Initially, Sir Amiel was able to keep the Order from participating in the war at its beginning. However, most of the knights would soon depart. Sir Beric being the first to leave. However, he planned on leaving with the sword and the, the crusader. In protest, Sir Caius would attempt to stop Sir Beric from leaving with the relics, but he refused to give them up. Sir Caius, unfortunately, was the first to draw arms and a fight ensued. Sir Beric soon proved to be the better swordsman, and he slew Sir Caius with the holy sword. And with that, he left to join the war and he never returned. Shortly afterwards, Sir Tarl, Sir Gregory, and Sir Casimir would follow. However, the Song of the Knights would still remain faithful, Sir so Rob was being one of them, and he would travel to Lewin, southwest, sir, southeast Cyril at the mouth of the Niven River, in pursuit of the mace of the Crusader. He remained at the chapel of Xenathar for months attempting Xenathar's test over and over again in his attempts to claim the mace. He could see it, so close, but he could never reach it. Eventually he gave up and left the chapel broken and beaten. He wanted for a while but was never whole again. While his ultimate fate is unknown, well actually his demise the cause of his is my However, Sir Amiel and Sir Duncan would recover his body and were laid to rest in the priory under Croft. Sir Duncan, he himself would quest for the boots of the Crusader, but died in third era, year 125, soon after he discovered the location. And for poor Sir Torolf Sir Gregory, these knights would perish in the War of the Red Diamond. In the third era, 127, Sir Beric would return from the war as a hero. Soon he became an important figure in politics of Cyrodiil, but he still remained highly resentful of the Knights of the Nine. In year 131 of the Third Era, somehow an Imperial Decree would come about officially disbanding the Knights of the Nine. This was seen as a formality and was most likely pushed along by Sir Beric. One of the other faithful, Sir Henrik, would sit down on his own. It's been believed that he was able to recover the shield of the Crusader in order to the skew few victories. After years of searching and finding the artifact, and surviving the dissolution of the Knights of the Nine, he made it his final duty to keep the shield safe by hiding it deep within Fort Bulwark. Sir Casimir, he too returned from the war, but he never rejoined the Knights of the Nine. His arrogance and patience grew and grew as he traveled from place to place. In year 139, Third Era, while he was staying at the Chapel of Stendar in Chorl, what happened? One day he lost patience with a beggar. Sir Casimir would strike and kill this beggar in the very chapel of the God of Mercy. Deeming him unworthy to wear the gauntlets, Stendar would cause them to fall from his hands onto the chapel floor, where they had remained since, awaiting someone worthy to wield them. Stendar would not end it there. The God also placed a curse on Sir Casimir causing him to be constantly exhausted. Sir casimir left Charles, but he never recovered either from the curse or from his remorse, and died soon afterward. To this day, Sir casimir's bloodline has been affected by the curse, to always be exhausted. Or my hashtag, fail Paladin. Finally, in year 153rd era, with all of his former comrades dead, So Amiel went on one last quest to recover the Helm of the Crusader in the hope of reclaiming the lost honor of his Forgotten Order. He did not return. But, did some brave hero undertake the challenge of proving to the Divines that he or she could be his successor? Who knows? But, I want to say thank you to the unofficial Old Scrolls pages and the Imperial Library for providing all the information for the Knights of the Nine. Hope you all enjoyed the Elder Scroll, everyone.
0: Wow. Uh, another wow. another
6: phenomenal one, Lou. Oh
3: yeah. I, asked, read, it I again, was-
6: read it again. Read it again. I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, I've played this quest I don't know how many times, but just hearing that epic story is just like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I think uh
0: I think that might actually be my favorite one you've done so far, Lou.
3: Thank you all for the kind words. Hope you all like these things.
0: Yeah. Like God. <sighs> it's like one of our more popular features on the show. Um, speaking of features, Joe, if you don't mind, go for it. Yeah. Um this this show is also brought to you by wait for it. Titanus. The ultimate mod, titanus.com. We just want to we want to say thank you to our our good friend Titanus who has um, you know contributed a lot to the show behind the scenes uh, these these past couple of weeks. And uh, he wants us to remind you that, yes, he's got the ultimate mod out there that he built from the ground up, but he's got a brand new, a brand new mod coming out that is, if you're, if you're a fan of Skyrim, and uh, God, I hope you are if you're listening to the show, <laughs> uh, and you're, you're a fan of the, uh, the Elder Scrolls games, All right, you, uh, and modding, of course, you really are going to want to check out what he's got coming up next week. All right. uh, And he says, Are you ready, fellow Dovahkeens? Follow me at Titanis.com. That is T Y T A N I S D O T C O M. At Titanis.com to know exactly when the new Skyrim feature is released on May 1st. There are news headlines already in the works for it in the coming weeks. So. Be prepared to have your Tamriel rocked. Sweet rolls for all. <laughs> um, I've gotten my fingers into exactly what Titanis is building. And I, I have to tell you, like, it is. I've seen a, a full on gaming company do what he's doing, and it's it's complete crap. Titanus is doing it the right way. I, he doesn't want me to tell you what it is. He doesn't want me to like really hint at it too much but the fact is, is that um what he's building for his mod is going to allow I will say this it's going to allow your game Skyrim and your characters to uh be viewed I guess in a way so I'll say I I will say nothing more cuz I think I'm getting a little too close for for maybe too close to comfort for him but yeah, the thing so is, the time is, to is shut that up. What's that? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> <laughs> um, So look, definitely check him out. okay. Follow him at titanus.com. Uh, thank you very much for for being a friend of the show and uh, for helping us out and for sponsoring this show as well. And uh, guys,'t don't, uh, don't delay. If you're a huge mod fan, okay, and uh, you're a huge fan of Skyrim, you owe it to yourself uh, to to check out what he's got coming up very, very shortly. May 1st, follow him at Titanis.com on Twitter. There you have it. Titanis the ultimate mod. All right, guys, it's time to wrap up the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It is. It is. There and it that is. Means,
0: it means it's time for our
1: final thoughts of this episode. And my final thoughts, gentlemen, is... Yeah, you may have noticed I didn't have my gameplay this week because I had too many problems. But now that we've talked about the Knights of the Nine, I gotta get in Oblivion again. I yeah. have to. I think that's I think that's gonna be my goal this week. So uh, count on that soon. And I can't wait to hear Yvarwin's tale of the tape as he finishes this this uh, epic quest chain. Yvarwin. Um.
0: Jeez, yeah, the uh, the end of the show came up very quickly on me. So <laughs> um, I, I will say that. Really looking forward to uh, doing Knights of the Nine uh, far more, and I'm I'm looking forward to you know experiencing all of the the Elder Scrolls games now, um, you know a lot more a lot more closely and and talking about it. I think the the show is going to have a really nice shift from um, primarily a Skyrim show because that's what happens to be out to to really just a nice broad. Um, Elder Scrolls uh, discussion with with some really nice Elder Scrolls Online focus. You know, uh, keep keep up to date with, with us, and we're gonna we're gonna you know bring all the awesomeness of Elder Scrolls Online through the show to you um, in the you know the best way that we uh, we can.
1: And Mr. Louis
0: Alon.
3: Wow, what can I say? You know, I first took on doing the Elder Scroll. I didn't think it could be this daunting, because it can't be at times. Uh, trying to keep it, initially, trying to keep it with just Skyrim, but then realizing since we're all going back to playing the older games, like Oblivion and Morrowind, and then realizing, man, I've got, gosh, what, 15 years <laughs> of lore from Bethesda to deal with and, and just pull from. And it's just amazing of the stuff I can find out there. Uh, Just little bits and pieces. um, Even if it's just maybe one or two, maybe three sentences, just realizing that somewhere out there, there are people like Lawrence Schick and his crew at Zoss and the others at Bethesda Studios going, yeah, we can work with this. And uh, totally, again, amazed that uh, we all covered the same thing, probably, you know, Knights of the Nine. (laughs) Just out of sheer coincidence. The synergy is working, guys.
1: All right. What about you, Mr. David Adams? I'm
5: going to find a way not to die anymore. I die too much. That would be useful. I think it's cuz I'm I think it's i I'm gassy.
6: Right. Okay, Shank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um I'm uh I'm quite excited. Um not just because i myself i'm going to be doing knights of the nine as well as a dark brotherhood but i'm excited because joe i know your first time doing it you loved it Mm -hmm. and you know kind of i'm excited for you of arwen when you go through it because like that that first time excitement of doing something as epic as this dude i want you to tell me every single detail so that that's that's my uh that's what i'm going to be looking forward to
0: yeah um i i intend on on doing that you know I'm going to uh, you know try and remember as best as I can, you know, from <laughs> from week to week. Because you know, I, what I would like to do, if we can, if I could somehow swing it, is is grab a new piece like every week. But I think that's going to take very long, and I, I don't think it's going to be enough in game time for the show. But I'll I'll see what happens and try and see if I can pace this out as much as I can. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, this. is a Really awesome quest. So
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right, guys, how to reach us. com is our brand new website. Earth. Come check it out. You'll love it. I promise. It's great. All the editorials are fantastic. We've got some really good ones that came up recently, guys. you got to go check it out. dot Questgamingnetwork.com is our main portal site. Everything Questgamingnetwork can be found there, including exclusive articles about general gaming and definitely take a keep that site in
0: mind during e3 don't forget about our brand new qgn tv
1: yes our qgn tv is now posted on elder scrolls off the record.com and on our server site for our minecraft fans out there at uh minecraft com. right there to qgn tv you can get in the chat room right there don't have to go
0: through the mess of going to twitch.tv a lot easier yeah, anytime we do a stream for you know gaming or for this show or for Minecraft, you know you can go to uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. You can go to Quest Gaming Network, uh, Minecraft Off the Record, uh, our Guild Launch Page show. Uh, that's brand new. I'm sorry, I didn't even rem- I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> that's all right. I reset it. Um, you go you go to the Guild Launch Page. And uh, you know there, and it's right there, and especially on our on our websites, you know we've got this little QGN TV um, button on our on our main navigation uh, page there, and you just click on that, and, and there's the video on the top, and the chat rooms on the bottom, and it's it's just it's a great great time all around. Or if you, if you follow us on Twitter, we'll be posting it there too. So, what he said. Yar. Elder off the at Gmail
1: dot com is our email address. Send us in any comments, concerns, anything you really want to talk about or ask us at Eldoscrolls Off the at gmail dot com. Youtube.com forward slash OTR and youtube.com forward slash network are our YouTube pages. Come check them out. We got little things going on all the time. I know that on our Quest Gaming Network one, we're going to be having a preview video come up of our adventure server, so look forward to that. Uh don't forget our 10 dollar mentions. If you want to mention your guild that you're forming for Elder Scrolls Online, just go right to our website com and hit the little donate button on the top right and follow the directions. Uh, you want to say something?
0: Okay. No no,
5: no, no. No. I thought
1: I heard a sigh. I was like, "Okay, what did I do wrong?" No,
5: I was I was breathing.
1: Jeez, Dave, breathe less. Uh yeah, I
5: got a I got a hanger. I'm sorry. It makes it really loud. Oh. I'm going to get him, too. He's a little bit too far up, though. He'll come down.
1: All then. then. <laughs> uh, well, listen to us. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune, RSS Feed. Find Found on our website and all of our episode posts. We recommend Podkicker or RSS Demon on Google Play Store. Don't forget our other show, Minecraft Off the Record, recorded live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. On our uh, Guild Launch page, we even have a a timer that shows the exact minute minute until we go live.
0: Joe, oh. can, um, can I just say one thing about the website on this? Mm-hmm. Um regarding where to listen to us cuz we we get the question all the time like, you know, how can I email you? Go to our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, and this holds true for our other websites too. Okay? Um, you will find on the right-hand side, okay, where we where we thought it was it was most viewable for all, um it's right there, our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube, our iTunes, our Twitch, our TuneIn, our Stitcher, our RSS button, and our email icon. All of that is right there on the right-hand side of the page on the top. So it's – I mean, you should see the icons when when you go to the uh, the website. So if you want to get in touch with us, start with ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com and, and let your fingers do the walking.
1: All right, guys. Twitter, you can follow this, our show at – Ellis Scrolls OTR you can follow me at the widget W-I-G-I-T Evarwin can be found at Evarwin surprise surprise E-V-A-R W-Y-N Lou can be found at GamerGuy 1-1-B as in boy Dave can be found at D-I-E-N D-I-E-N Force Shank can be found at Shank's the Tank or Shank's Tank I got it all
5: wrong <laughs> screwing me up <laughs> Shank, okay. TH Tank. Who mouth farted when he said my name?
4: I heard, heard that. No one's telling that.
5: Yeah, I bet it was a bar one. It wasn't me.
1: <laughs> right, okay, moving on. As a matter of fact, that's it, guys. Else goes off the record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Millith Network. I just want to say foos for
0: all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you.
3: Good night, everyone glad you were all here see you all again next week
5: what was it uh light reveal you
6: okay till next time guys shadow hide you
0: Let's get ready to rumble! Okay,
5: since we're live, is it okay if I go pee, shut off my air conditioner, and get a thing of water? Yes. No. Okay, I'll, I'll send pictures. We'll find I'll out. Send
6: Naked podcast. Yay.
5: Yes, guy, take that. I pulled your damn processes. What you going to do with all that junk? Let's well, I- ask a real chef. Hold on. Chef.
4: <laughs>
3: Ironic, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's annoyed too. I'm mm. no. you know. mm. the yeah, yeah, so store. Look, oh, I Let's so <laughs> go to the store, just <laughs> buy the things. No,
2: leaves. no, so Superman, not here. No. <laughs> he's, he's not here.
3: <laughs> God, those
6: circuits kill me, family guy. <laughs> no, Consuela, just, just take the tent. nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> no,
3: Mr.
4: Vader, you go. Who sold that?